At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to the Downward Spiral. Oh, Lord. We're taking you way down. We start off strong and then it's downhill all the way. What do you mean strong now? Well, we start talking about nice things and then we end up talking about awful things. Okay. And then all of a sudden we get depressed. Or I get depressed. There you have it. All right. Welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. And Ow! And before we get into it with my brother, Nico Tavernisi, and the Downward Spiral takes the pipe. What? Let me, it takes the pipe. We're gonna, it's going to be all about the pipe. Does the pipe? Yeah. Downward Spiral takes the pipe. I got mm-hmm. to talk, <laughs> talk to you about a couple of sponsors. Don't you want to have something you can put on your stuff that will seal it and be food safe? Of course you do. Yeah. Axe wax is the thing. You put it on your hammers and your axes, on your on your chef knives, on your steel, on the wood. It's great. No petroleum byproducts. You're going to love it and you're going to be able to tell your customers that they don't have to worry because it's great. And we've got a lot of great uh, responses. The guys over at the Workford podcast were talking about it. And thank you guys for giving us the plug. If you go to axewax.us, put in promo code FULLBLAST10, you're going to get 10% off your order. Or if you're in the UK, go to Toby's website, uh, UK Knife Supply, and he will honor uh, FULLBLAST10. So go get yourself some Axe Wax. Axe Wax. Now, I have great news. I know. I've been telling you about AK Interactive. I've been telling you about Andreas Kalani, the Golden Kalani. He makes websites. He's going to make your website great. If you don't want to make a website, he's going to be the one to make you a website that you don't have to worry about. It's going to be another employee that you don't have to worry about fooling around or, or leaving. He's going to work for, the website's going to work for you. But I was talking to him a couple days ago, and he gave me this great notion, this, this idea that he wanted to do. If you have a website and you just want to, someone to zhuzh it up, help someone to fix your logo, someone to help you in terms of how you want it designed, he will consult with you. So if you go to uh, AK Interactive slash full blast, akinteractive.com slash full blast, you can consult with them. And let's say you want to do a trade show. Let's say you want to do the knife show and you want like you want like signage and you want those nice table, those tablecloths with all your info info. He'll do the graphic design for you too. So he is going to help you get squared away. I know. I don't need someone to do my website. I can do my website for me. But that's okay. He if you need some help, because maybe you're maybe you're Choices and taste are not... Maybe you're using 10 different fonts on one page. Maybe you're using 10 different fonts on one page. Maybe you need to get it all... Zhuzhed. Zhuzhed. <laughs> akinteractive.com backslash full blast. Get yourself 10% off, and he will help you. He'll help you. All right? <sighs> Guys, this episode of the Downward Spiral Podcast, because we this was perfect. Nico is about to go on a big... 
shoot. And he said, I got a little bit of time before I go. Let's spiral one more time. And I said, perfect. Because this is the Downward Spiral podcast. Nico and I used to do this years ago. We're doing it every so often on the Full Blast podcast. Okay. The timing that we figured out was the same day as getting a colonoscopy. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I am freshly back from, from thousands and thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment firmly shoved up my ass. Great. And I'm, and I'm here with Nico. Nico, how are you? I'm doing great, dude. I've just been sanding my deck all morning, but you have been in a different world. I have... I texted you what? It was 6.30 you, this you morning? Were, you did text me at 6.30, yeah. and I can't thank you enough for that great... It was almost on the way. You were on the way. This getting a colonoscopy thing is a fucking wild, wet ride. Hey, do women get colonoscopies? Yeah, of course. Really? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you got a colon and somebody got to look up in it. Women have colon? I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing, I, I have to just say, if this is, I'm recording everything kind of out of, uh, out of order. So if you listen to the Honor Kaglar and Ben Snore episode, <clears throat> that is actually, I recorded that last night. So I threw a few in extra. We're kind of spacing them out. So if you listen to Honor and, and Ben's episodes, they're a lot of fun. The funny thing was I, was re- I have this huge prep list of how to prepare for an, a colonoscopy. It was immense. So just to start off with, five days before the, uh, before the colonoscopy, they said no vegetables or fiber. So I was on, and I've been pretty plant-based. No meat too, right? Uh, no, you can eat meat. Oh really? no, yeah, oh, you can eat meat, meat up the wazoo. Oh, you can eat all that. You can eat all the meat you want. You can eat all the meat. You can, <laughs> you can eat all the meat, and but just no vegetables. Not even herbs. Not you can't even have all parsley. Really? Well, because I guess those they digest differently. Mm. See, the whole idea is uh, this isn't a dietary throat. issue, which is crazy to think because you think meat would be like fucking all over the radar you, when you. You would think that. They want you to not eat meat, and they right. would not want you to eat bread because right. you think it would, it would fucking stuff everything clog up, yeah. up the sides, right, you right. know. But I guess I guess all those vegetables, like I guess that shit clings to the sides. I don't have no idea. So for the fa- past five days, it? well, I mean, you know, you that's just, a really interesting question, though. Why? Well, I, I mean, they just that's they, I mean, this look, a, this work. What we're you know we're, we're in our late forties. We're yeah, in our almost forty-seven. There. I still don't know how the fuck food digests in my body. Yeah. Well, this isn't. I, I mean, I don't even is, know if nutritionists. Can, I guess they well should know. This is the this is the this is the issue. So I ha- I had a pretty much a plant-based diet for you know months, if not years, and um, and a pretty much plant-based diet for years, and then I, now I can't eat any vegetables. So I've been losing, the past five days, I've been losing just a ton of nutrition. And then the 24 hours before you do it, you're not supposed to have any solids, all clear, right? And then at two o'clock, you have to take these specific, they gave me a pile of, I had to take four stool softeners at two o'clock. And then. Do you have to give yourself an enema? We'll get to that. Just hold what you got. This is a long, this is a fucking, I told you, wet and wild. <clears throat> tell you, wet and wild. Right, go, yeah, I know. From the slip and slides of uh, <laughs> this water parks I mean, to... God, if I only I had Giardia. You know, I mean, it would, it would have probably made my whole life a lot easier. So, 
I was planning to record with Ben and Honor at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, apparently, I was supposed to start taking this other medication. I was supposed to drink 64 ounces of this sludge starting at four. If I had started to po uh, podcast at three, I would have had to be, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked out. I would have been like shitting sure. myself. Sh oh, oh, I would have been those. shitting myself. Like yeah, I thought, yeah, all right, yeah. I'll just have it. I'll just have it in the car so and while like I'm a, talking. It's like Max. Well, there's two. There's the stool softener to make sure everything kind of goes out right. Yeah. And then there's the stuff to be like, yo, Get it. time to go. Yeah. <laughs> it was the like. So you were just like on the toilet all night. Well, I'll tell you. So I thought I, I took at, at, at two. Uh, no, at two o'clock, I took this la the laxative. We started earlier. I took the stool softener and I thought, okay, I can hold on for an hour and a half. We started mm -hmm. earlier. If we had done the original time, I would have been explosive diarrheaing everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I get home. I'm starting to feel the gurgle in the middle of the podcast, oh, at the end of the podcast. It's like dumb and dumber. Oh, dude. <laughs> so I'm getting home, and then there's 64 ounces of this drink I'm Holy supposed to drink shit, that it was that they mixed with Gatorade, so I could drink it. And I'm thinking, all right, so you have to drink. Do you know what it was? What, what? it was called, Miralax. But is it is there's, it like a Silka or what is it based on? It was on? Hillary said that it's kind of like a salt type thing, that it like okay. induces your colon to be I don't know spasmodic or something like oh, that wow, like Jesus. it's the whole thing is to kind of like you know it's it, like it's like that pregnancy stuff that they give uh, women to give birth oh yeah what the yeah fuck is that shit called pregnant uh, no, no, uh, fuck I don't know but it's it, like induce inducing labor dude it was so so shit inducing so I I went to walk the dogs thinking our I can have a sip that? well because I had to walk the dog somebody gotta walk the dogs so <laughs> let, the, let the dog shit in your bathroom with you. Well, meanwhile, we also have a contractor working on a roof. Oh, Jesus. So the dogs are going to, they can't have dogs outside because the dogs make the contractor nervous and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I go out the front. I, I have the, I have the Gatorade with the Ducal. The Did you bring your own, your own shit bags for yourself? I brought plenty of shit bags, but I thought it can't possibly work in 10 minutes. I started sipping it because you're supposed to sip it and take it in small batches. You barely make it home. Dude. <laughs> I got halfway, halfway on the walk. I have a very specific walk. I have a two-mile walk. <laughs> yeah. I literally got halfway there. Oh, whoops. And it was like fire bell, bells ringing, Whoa. clenching. Oh, my God. I've got to turn around right now. Not even a turtle head, but just like curtains. There's no, there's not, there was, there was like rushing water yeah, yeah. heading towards the door. Yeah, yeah. It's getting like, out. It, We're getting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle cruise. Jungle Cruise. <laughs> fucking Jungle Cruise. It was a fucking Jungle Cruise. And this, and the dogs were like, all right, wait, why, wait, why are we turning around right now? Yeah. So they're like, no, 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 we're going to keep, they, they start like, no, 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 we're going to keep going. Like, yeah. No, 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 I have to pull them back. They're like, this is not the way we go. Yeah, yeah. And I am like in like full duck sprint yeah, back yeah. with the dogs. You doing the duck walk? Oh, where you're dude, like legs I'm like, sideways? I'm careful that like, I don't like, I mean, it's like, Massive. I'm yeah, in yeah, massive, yeah. like, this How is... How long did it take? Was that, like, 10 minutes? Well, I had the, the stool softener, like, maybe two hours in. Hour and a half, two hours in. Hour and a half in. But then the these the the mirror the salt so that was like, like the the that was like the epoxy and the miralex was like the fucking the reagent the 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 do, the, the stool so <laughs> i know everyone's just like all right when you know this the stool softener was like all right let's make sure everything goes out okay and then the miralex is like 
we're gonna rush this shit. We're going out. So I finally get home. I'm like huffing and puffing, sweating profusely, and it's like from from four o'clock till one o'clock in the morning. I am glued to the bath. I mean, I got got up every so often, but it's like you had to drink a lot of water though, too, right? I could drink. I could. I had to drink the sixty-four ounces of the Miralax. Sure. But then I could drink water. And 64 is like a fucking three-liter bottle of soda, right? Is that it? 64 is a lot. I mean, it's like two no, liters. I know. Yeah, it was a lot. Okay. I mean, it, was, it was like I was drinking it for a while. And they don't it. want you, you to chug like, it. You sound like Chris and uh, Christopher Walken. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. But I mean, you, and they don't want you. I was just going to chug it all. They're like, don't chug it. You know, I, uh, the paperwork is very specific. Yeah, Between yeah, two sure. and four, you got to finish 32 ounces, and then from six to eight, you got to turn another. I mean, I was like, you know. Yeah, but if you're going through all that fucking trouble, fuck it. It was crazy. It was crazy, and it was like an incredible amount of prep. And then I was afraid that I couldn't sleep in our bed because I was just like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, like but I ain't going to make it yeah, to this yeah. bathroom. So, oh, dude, I ain't going to make it. Yeah. So what I thought what I would do was I would just sleep in the living room on the, on the chair, and that's what I ended up doing. So I only ended up getting like two or three hours of sleep. Oh, okay. We woke up at four to walk the dogs because I had to be at the, I had to be at the doctor's office by seven, mm-hmm. and it's all the way in Yonkers. And then um, we walked the dogs at four, and then I had to give myself an enema. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a dildo. It's a fucking it, animal bulb, uh, dude. It doesn't really... It wasn't a bulb, but it, I'm telling you what. It was unpleasant. Really? It was... Have you done it? No, but it it's, sounds kind of fun. It's not. Oh. I mean, maybe for you. For me, it wasn't fun. Yeah. It was unpleasant. That was probably the one thing I was the most... I was the most... I mean, it sounds like a, like a, like a bath for your butthole. It didn't feel like a bath... It didn't feel relaxing. Oh, really? You're, you have to be curled up. All right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. You have to be on your left side with your knees to your chin. What? Because you don't that's do it on the, a toilet? No, that's what I thought. I thought maybe you just, just stick let it, your, yeah, no, jam it up no, there. No, no, you're supposed to be what? on your you're with, supposed to be on your left side with your knees to your chin because of the 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 uh, positioning the, the positioning and the curvature of the colon. It was like Jesus. a fucking cup. Did, did Hillary Lee spoon you? She I, she was not in the fucking room, thank God. There was like, she was like, she said, listen, she said, I've done this before. If you want me to do this, I'll do this for you. I'm like, get out. I said, just tell but me what to do. But then it just automatically comes out of you, doesn't it? Doesn't, you have to hold it. Oh, that's So here's the, the problem. The here's the problem. The problem is, is I've been shitting from 4, 4, from 4 p.m. to 1 o'clock in the morning. And yeah. it's clear. They want it to be. So you're thinking to yourself, why does it have to be so clear? And a lot of guys, I talked to a few doctors who said, you don't need to do, you're doing like, it's a lot of redundancy. Like you don't need to do, like I know people who've just taken the Miralax, shit themselves, and then that's the end of it. Yeah. But like the two fucking enemas, you're supposed to hold them for as long as you can go. And it's like, what? it was, I held it for a while and then oh, it's dude, not, it's, it's not good. Like it, it's not. See, I thought you just kind of squirt it and then let it out. It's not pleasant. I mean, maybe for some people it's pleasant, but when you're lying on the bathroom floor with your knees by your fucking chin. And you don't have a big bathroom. I don't have a big bathroom. I might get my head in the dryer. You know, it's yeah, like, it was terrible. So that was the done. The dog scratching at the door. So, I, you know, I did it. I yeah, didn't. Yeah. I, and, and you don't think about it. And you don't. You know, one thing you can start to do is you can start to like 
could negotiate with yourself or maybe they don't really need it or something like that. But here's right. the problem. What they do is they'll write, a, they'll write a note in regards to what happens. And in the, in the episode with Ben and, 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 and owner, I, I, met, I mentioned that what they'll do is they'll say, you, you wasn't clean enough. We couldn't see. So one dude at some point was he ate like rice and beans before the operation, before the thing. Well, here's the problem. They need to be able to see the inside really well. So if it's super clean, you can identify, um, what are those fucking, what are the pop, polyps. polyps? Or they can identify things. Because if they can't see it well. Oh, that's a polyp. No, that's a fucking grain of That's rice. a bean skin. I don't know. Yeah. Is it a fucking peanut, pinto bean? I have no idea. So they like, they're very like, they get very critical about it. So sure. we get, we finally finished all that goddamn thing up and I'm slowly starting to get relieved. And then we go down, we do the drive. Hillary's very funny and she's making jokes and we're having a sure, good time. Man, and it's stuff about to go up your butt. I'm, I'm like, all right, what <laughs> other things, what other, what other misery can I be, you know, what else can happen? Yeah. Um, and then I get there. Number one, they said, we've been trying to call you about you know your insurance blah 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 oh, Jesus. and I said we called you three times I'm like you didn't call me three times and I said well what's the number I gave you and then they gave me the wrong number oh, like they God. wrote my number down this was the one thing that scared me the first time I went there they took my identification and in my in my insurance card I filled the paperwork out I met with this doctor I met with that doctor I filled out this form I filled out that form and I left they forgot to give me all my information back. They forgot to give me my, my ID back, oh, and they Jesus. forgot to give me my insurance card back. Yes. So we had to go all the way back to get it after a couple of days. They never apologized. And then this morning, I come in, and they're like, we tried to call you about your insurance, but we left three messages. They, I said, well, what's the number you gave me? So they had the area code wrong. And I said, well, I didn't give you that area code. I didn't give you the number wrong. You, you took it down wrong. So in my mind, I'm thinking, if they're, <laughs> if, if they're this lazy... Yeah. And this not attention to detail about <clears throat> this simple shit. Yeah. They're about to put a lot of stuff up my ass. Yeah, yeah. What do I have to worry about now? Yeah. So then, you know, then I, I, I just well, That's not my... your ass. Sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, you have a, yeah, you have a, wow, this is so weird. You're a man? I thought you were a woman. They have no idea. So the bigger problem was is I was the first person there and they had no toilet paper in their bathroom. I'm like, how the fuck? How the fuck are you supposed to be a gastroenterologist? People are like peeing out of their yeah, butt yeah. all day, right. and there's no toilet paper. Are you crazy? You, and you didn't bring your own roll? Of course not. <laughs> I, I mean, I brought the least. I want the most. You've never lived in a third world. The <laughs> most important thing I wanted is the most. The only thing I wanted was to get a good uh, weight. I wanted to get a. I wanted to get a real accurate weight of what I am. Of course, you know. I have nothing in my guts at this point, so it's not that accurate, but it's still. So they get me, bring me into a room. Oh, by the way, the bathroom is, you can hear everything in the bathroom. So anyone farting, you can hear in the bathroom. So it's just in the waiting room, here's the people in the bathroom. You got to work that out, everybody. I mean, come, let's, let's, let's figure something out. So they bring me into a room. They take my blood pressure. It was a little high because I was nervous. I said, let's do it again. And I got it back down the second time I got it down. And then I put the gown on. What did you think of? What did I think of to bring my... I just breathed. Hmm. I just kind of worked on my breathing. But I was nervous because I was just like, am I supposed to do this now? Am I supposed to do that now? And they do this when they take your... Well, usually when you get your blood... When you get your your, uh, your blood pressure taken, they're just like, oh, you're, you must be nervous. It's like, you have an dude, asshole. Going, going to a fucking doctor's to me is like getting pulled over by a cop. Yeah. The same kind of like... Dude. Why are, you, why are you all nervous? Listen. Fuck you. You make a very good point about that because <clears throat> one, so then they got me in the gown, they brought me into the table, they brought me onto the, the the gurney. I sat on the gurney, and then they, you know, they put 
an IV in with, uh, and then they taped the syringe to my arm. Then they put all sorts of tests on, and I was talking to the, uh, the, I was talking to the anesthesiologist, and it was interesting that you say that because he goes to me. Now, I went in there with no reasoning. I went in there because I'm just like, I'm at the point now where I've said this before. My wife and I were in Manhattan, we're in Brooklyn during 9 11, and we remember, we remember smelling the contents, the, the contents of, ground zero for months. Yeah. So it's like, it's, if you're going to, I mean, 20 years ago, and that was 20 years from now, and who knows what happened, and let's just, let's just kind of root some shit out. So that's COVID, why this- COVID didn't help either. And the COVID didn't help. So this past whole year, I've been just like really kind of fine-tuning, cutting this out, cutting this out. And now after all this thing, I'm going to be cutting more out. So the guy says to me, well, why are you in here? Do you, have, uh, do you have a lot of bleeding? No, I don't have a lot of bleeding. Do you have a colon problem? Like, no, I don't have a colon problem. Do you have inflammation? Like, no, I don't have inflammation. Well, why are you here? And I'm like, because I've been told that I, you know, you're supposed to check this shit out. I'm just here for a screening. I'm not here because I have a problem. I'm yeah. here because I know I'm supposed to do this. But that's what they all do, all these doctors now, because the problem is, is that Americans now, or whatever, maybe it's other people, they go to the doctor when they're fucking sick, and then these doctors are used to you going when there's a problem. It's like... It's like you fuck your car up and you bring it to the to the you, you bring it to the the mechanic instead of doing the maintenance. So I was just like they were surprised that I was just coming in. That, that no one does this. Yeah, the word preventative doesn't oh. exist in the fucking. Well, because these, they're not used to it. They're used yeah. to oh yeah, well you know I I have this you know fissure or yeah. who knows. Yeah, yeah. So they put you brush the, your teeth. Yeah. Well, well it, but this is the <laughs> this is the problem. This is the problem we have. So. Yeah. Um, so they put the so so they give me the they the, the doctor comes in. You have any questions? I'm like that. Nah, I don't really have any questions. And he's like, well, you're gonna go to sleep, and then when you wake up, it's gonna you're gonna Dude, feel you got great. put under. Yes. You didn't want to ride that ride. There is no way on hell. Honor told me on the on the podcast that he watched the whole thing. What? And it was excruciating. There is no way. That little anima stick that went up my butt, I could barely handle that. I almost passed out from that fucking thing. So there's no way I'm watching them put a fucking Nikon up my, my you know, poop chute. There's no way. So they had, they gave me on, so on, the, on my arm. God damn, I didn't know you went under today. Dude, propofol. Fuck yeah. Do you know, <laughs> do you know about propofol? That's the shit that fucking killed Michael Jackson. That's the shit that, that, Michael Jackson had really shouldn't have had, yeah, but yeah. I don't blame him. Sure. So the and we, I got a story about propofol. Propofol is white. So you when you look at the syringe, it's white. It's like it's like milk, and the nickname for propofol is milk of amnesia, Fuck. because you are fucking out, out, out. And it's not like when I had my appendix. So you didn't do the gas? No. They gave me an IV and then they pumped me full of like at least the the the, the guy the had like falls a, a vein. You do a vein, right? Yeah. No, they put a they put a they put a line in my in my I you, you can see watch it, right it go here. in? Do you watch the white go I in? I watched the white go in, yeah. Fuck that. So nuts. they weighed me, and this was the one thing. <laughs> the one thing I'm psyched about was I, they weighed me, and I was 223, which is like, for me, that's a very, very good. I wanted to get down to 200, but I was psyched. They had to weigh me to figure out how much drugs are going to pump in Yeah, me. yeah, of course. So they, they, the dude starts like, okay, you ready? You're going to have a nice rest now. Oh, it's, wow. Get it ready for sleep. 
So they start plunging and he goes, you're going to start to feel a burning sensation in your veins. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. heroin. Yeah, right on. I do feel that burning sensation in my veins. And then, dead. And out. Then, and you literally woke up like oh, blinky blink. Like I've been not, you and I talked about this on the previous, on the last downward spiral years ago. Yeah. Getting knocked out might be the only thing that makes me completely comfortable with death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no dreaming. There's no, well, the propofol, I wonder if I was dreaming. There was on, when I had my appendix out, it was like the, the fucking curtain came down and it was like nothingness. The propofol was very similar. I don't remember, there wasn't any dreaming, there wasn't any lucidness, there was, it was completely, But completely you actually out. look, you, you seem, because I remember going under and, and I just remember waking up in a, I was in a fog for, I was fucked. For like the rest of the day. Well, but you, you're, what, we're doing a podcast, so it's something. Well, that so they woke me up. They they woke me up with a coffee and a cook. I hadn't had anything to drink. I wasn't supposed to drink anything since one o'clock in the morning. They gave me a coffee and some cookies, <clears throat> and I was just groggy. I wasn't like Hillary said to me. You know what? She's such a pain in the ass. I'm not a pain in the ass. She's great. She said to me, "Don't be jokey," because that's the last time I got my teeth pulled out. Apparently, I started singing ACDC. Oh, wow. Like in like the, like one of the closets they yeah, tuck yeah. you into. And up, she's yeah. just like, just, just be cool. Because she said to me, just be cool. I'm like, what do you mean be cool? She's like, don't start fucking singing. And like, if I'm out, if I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's like, here's the reason why. The funnier you are, the more they're going to think you're fucked up and they're not going to let you leave. Right. So when she got her colonoscopy, she was like, they, they woke her up and she was like, oh, thank you very much. I feel very good. And then I took her home and I got her out of the lobby yeah. and she basically collapsed. Oh, she wow. was like fucked up. She's like, you got to get me out of here. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, if you're ever under, you've got to like fake being cool so yeah, they'll yeah. let you out because you just want to get the fuck out. So she said, just do that. So I did that. And then um, the doctor came in. He he he. Thanked me for how clean of a prep job I did. Oh, I did a wow. very good job with the prep. I did have, I had no hemorrhoids, believe it or not. I find that, I found that hard to believe. That's a very good thing. No hemis. Hemis are for pushing too pushing hard. Pushing too hard. I don't push too hard, I how guess. How long do you sit on the toilet when you shit? Too long still, but I, I'm, tr I'm, I'm not taking my phone with me anymore. Ooh, you shouldn't take your smart. phone with you when you poop. Because you because Stop. you end up you choking your legs out, but it's also a strain on your situation. No hemorrhoids. That was exciting. And you use a you use those uh, squatty potty too, right? I don't like it. Too high. I just don't. It just doesn't do it for me. We have it, but I don't yeah, use it. Yeah. So, no hemorrhoids. Yeah. I did have four polyps that they removed. Now, it's very very common to have them. So. They remove four. They're gonna get well, biopsy. Probably like a cute little like Pixar. It thing. doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. So when the doctor showed me the pictures, I got the pictures. He said, he said, if you're if you weren't as clean as you were, we might not have been able to see him. And what he did say was, I'm really glad you did this now because three years from now, it would have been something. So those polyps are like they can be just like cells, like yeah. not malignant or benign. They could be cells. But over time, as they, they grow, can they can come become cancer. So, like colon cancer is very prevalent. And what happens is, yeah, is yeah. dudes like feel pain, and then all of a sudden, then they start to go, or they got bleeding, or they got yeah, the. Yeah. In, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any pooping problems. I don't have any gut problems. I don't have any of those problems. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But you know, actually, I actually did have 
gut problems because when my when I was fatter, my stomach was hanging over my belt and it gave me stomach pains. That's the, one of the reasons why I really wanted to make sure that I wanted to rule it out. Well, you just but, do what I do, wear suspenders. I don't like suspenders. I don't want to wear suspenders. I understand why you do. You make it makes a good it's a good idea. I like a belt. But but he said to me, three years from now, those things would have been a thing. Huh. So huh. Uh, but why, before this is all put in, and then I, I came home, and, and then I, I thought I, I took a nap. But here's the fucking crazy thing I forgot to I tell you I you were saying but the whole time. But when I was like balls deep in Miralax, yeah. and I was like clenching, and I was going to the bathroom every, every five minutes, mm. The there was a freak storm, and yep. the roofer hadn't finished putting the roof on. Whoops! So there was tarps that he laid out. Oh, I had to go up on the roof in the rain with a screw gun and nails and screw the tarps down, hoping, hoping that the first leak coming through the roof wasn't going to be my own stool. Right. That was my fear. Huh. I'm going to shit myself on the roof without any roof, and the first leak. Is gonna come from my, from me, your from my butthole. Yeah. But luckily that didn't happen, and everything went fine. And but it was like hilarious. It was just like, what else can happen? Yeah, that wind came myth? out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere, and then I had to go up on the roof, like in like triple clench mode. Mm -hmm. Like I was about to send a text to the, the, my contractor, yo, your tarps <laughs> are about to get soiled. You might want to get some new tarps. That might have been me. But other than that, you know, I feel good. I'm glad I did it. And at the end of this episode. I'm going to yell at the listeners. And you're going to have... It's a fucking bug. And you're going to have the uh, the polyp photos online no, you can see? No, 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 no. I, 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 honestly, I don't like... I didn't even like... Is it in color? It. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Whoa. crispy clear. Crispy clear. That's awesome. Crispy clear inside. I mean, it's not like... It's not like a porno shot where it's like no, spread I, open. No, it looks like an inside it's, of a worm. It looks like the inside of a worm, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, you know, look... I'm glad I did it. Now I got to go see a urologist. So Jesus, I got to go see a urologist. I got to go see. It's because your ladies have fucking. Nurse. Well, we we get we got the, the the health insurance right now is good. So I'm taking advantage. I got a skin doctor next oh, yeah. week. I got the urologist, and then I got the uh, I got the um, skin cancer. I got the skin cancer guy, and then do the cardiologist too. Jesus. Do it all. Get you, it all you done. Hugh Jackman. I'm gonna get it all done. Every Australian I know has had fucking melanoma shit. I. Done. Well, my dad died of melanoma because he, he spent years not wearing sunscreen. So, like, for me, it's like I try to stay out of the sun as much as often as I can. Yeah, in a vineyard without sunscreen. Right. Like, you know, it, and it, it, well, he, he, he had things taken he had things taken out and it just metastasized yeah. to his brain. Yeah. But I, look, I'm glad I did it. It was a fucking crazy experience. It was like, I'm going to yell at the... Dude, that, that sounds... I mean, that's like running a marathon. I, I don't know. It's like it was a, a lot of... It was way, way more work than I expected. But I feel fine. Like, and I didn't hurt, and I didn't wake up, like, in a pile a of, like... Ass, yeah, like I didn't crying. wake up in a sore ass. I didn't yeah. wake up, like... It wasn't, like... I looked down the bed sheets. There wasn't, like, this pile of liquid. Shit. No, everything was fine. Your it was amniotic fluid. They were cool. They were, they were cool. And then I did write a review, though. And I, I wrote... They asked me to write a review oh. on the doctor. And I liked the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I said, the medical staff were great. And then there was a, I said, the nurse who was with me said, are you sure you can, I said, do you, I said to her, are you sure you want me to write this? Because I'm like fucking high as a kite right now. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, no, that's fine. And I said to her, are you part of the medical staff or the administration staff? 
And she said, on both. I'm like, well, the medical staff was amazing. I couldn't say enough nice things. They were great. They were super helpful, fast. Yeah, everything yeah. was great. But like the administration, they lost my ID. They lost my insurance card. They didn't have my right. They couldn't write down my right phone number. I was like, it was like it made me concerned for like. Maybe you were on propofol when you gave it to them. <sighs> Milk of amnesia. <laughs> Milk of amnesia. So that's it. So that's one more, one more, one more thing for the fucking. I thought I was going to be, I was hoping I was going to be a little higher than I am right now. I'm not high at all. Yeah, I know. I, you're a little too. Yeah. Clear. I thought you'd be forgetting stuff. No, no. So how are you since I last saw you? I'm fine. Doing? I've just been working on my deck nonstop. What's going, what's going on with your deck? I'm just resanding everything, turning the boards over. Just boring shit. But you know, it's an old deck from '75. It's falling apart. Oh yeah. So yesterday I had to fucking pour a concrete footing and you did? Yeah. And put in a fucking uh, a lolly jack to move my deck up four inches because it's falling off the edge of the Whoa. cliff. Yeah, it's scary. Did you have to put a sauna tube in? Like one of those tubes into the ground? No, because it's all rock where we are. Oh, oh, oh. So I had to, I had to dig out at least kind of like a foot and then, and then build a frame, a cement frame. Just to let you know, don't get too far into it because this is like a whole bunch of makers. You're going to get a lot of like people in your oh, yeah, DMs yeah, no. giving you, hey, you're going hey, to put in a nine inch yeah, sauna no, tube, no. man. What, I, are you, what are you doing? Did you pressure treat it or, or was it cedar? No, no. Just get prepared. It's, 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 it's uh, Lolly jack? What kind of lolly jack was it? If I, if I had duct taped five hundred toothpicks together and put it under the deck, there'd be more support than there is now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. What you you're weren't saying. listening. You're watching. I, my watching contractor video on just your sent phone. me. My contractor just sent me. What uh, is this stain on this uh, my tarp? Uh, there you go. Okay, he's put some sealant in. It's good. He did a good, he's doing a good job. He didn't know that I was like he was actually Shitting working. On your roof. Oh, he didn't. He had he had no he had no idea that I almost like completely defecated all over his tarp. Well, the rain would have washed it away. I mean, I guess, but you'd know it's still there. You know, I know it's still there. You I mean, it's like know I, it's still there. I'm not. It would be trapped in your gut. Can you imagine if you shit on something and then you said, "Oh, the rain but will wash it off," but you wouldn't. It, I mean, I was you wearing under, your pants. I was wearing underpants. But I mean, it, I mean, it wouldn't. It wasn't really shit at this at that point. You just went up in your boxers. I had like comfortable shorts on, but it wouldn't have been like a a deuce. It would have been like yeah, no, it would have waterworks. Been, yeah. Oh yeah, it would have been it would have been like a squirt gun out of my pants. But it wasn't raining yet though. No, well, it would have been. It would have it would have been no. Because it rained right after that crazy wind. It would have been no. So all right, so <clears> now <throat> you're working on it. You're getting ready. To, you're here. Thank God. P.S. You are probably my number one requested guest now. Because we have this chemistry. One guy said to me, you know, you should, you really have a, you really do a good job with that, Nico. You should have him on more. Shitheads. We did this for fucking three years. We did the downward gonna, spiral for all gonna, the time. Are you going to post any of those? What? Uh, yeah, I got right? to figure out how I'm going to do I got to listen to him. I got to listen to him. There, listen there to him might be them. a lot of uh, illegal shit on it. <laughs> Some of them are rough. <laughs> Some of them are rough. I have to, I have to go through right, it. The, the meat one was special, though. There was a lot of them that were really good. But there was a lot of them. But the funny thing well, is, we had, I, we had Andy B sweating, and I had to bleep out all those names. Oh, dude, that's right! Like, <laughs> the, oh my god, that's right! I forgot about. You started shit talking somebody really high in the fucking totem pole there, and I had to go in and bleep all her all <clears throat> their names out. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so, so yeah, so you are you are considered one of the best guests, and you are my fa my favorite guest because we've done this for so long, and yeah. now. Time has passed, and we have a better understanding, and we have better chemistry, and I feel like I can steer the ship a little bit better. Hey, do you think, do you think all we are as humans are memories? 
all we are is memories. Is that why do you why do you say besides that? offspring, right? Why do you, well, but I mean, memories. Because I'm only, about to hit fifty. No, you're not. Yeah, 50, we, not, a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. You're forty-eight, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. So the same age, forty-seven. But it's like, when does it, what is a midlife crisis? And if you were in the in the medieval times, would your midlife crisis be ten? I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't. I think the midlife crisis is. A, I think the midlife crisis is a some kind of advertisement tool a, from the fifties. It's a modern. It's a modern issue. I don't think dudes who are like living, you know, Normans living to the yeah. ripe old age of nineteen, right. were having midlife crisis. I think it's like. I think, I'll be honest with you, I think that a lot of the things that have happened in current time have a lot to do with the baby boomers. Mm. I think that after World War II, um, the, the, the baby boom, that, that generation, the, 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 the greatest generation had a lot more money. And then as the baby boomers, baby boomers came up, there was a lot more of entitlement. And that entitlement that kind of like is has jumped from generation you know the baby boomers is now just like the millennials now have that entitlement i'm saying that i I believe the midlife crisis is a mass is is a a mass bullshit i think it based on baby boomers who see how great their parents lives were okay so and here's the other thing midlife crisis let's take that back go ahead let's talk about i mean this ties into your getting tested right is uh you're just mortality well, like I, I literally keep thinking I'm going to die in five years. Right. Do you, I, I tell you what, my friend Carl Ruiz, the Mad Cuban, yeah, basically pinpointed when he was going to die, and it was pretty much when he was going to die. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I always think I, I, I get very morbid about that stuff, but at the same time, I believe a lot of it has to do with, and most of the people who listen to this podcast who are makers, I think, I think the key to like not having midlife crisis is probably having interests. If you don't have interests yeah, yeah. to occupy yourself, these guys who buy the cars and they buy the motorcycles and they buy the houses and they, but they're <clears> dating <throat> the younger women and stuff like that, these are people who don't have real interests. Yeah, but you I know? also think I also think it's anxiety. Like my dad is a fucking chain smoker. Right. He eats like a bird that right. might help him. He eats like a piece of toast and a slice of ham each right. day, and then. He doesn't exercise and he smokes like a fucking. He drinks like five cups of coffee, but he has zero stress. I think and it, he literally. I don't. I don't know. Is that genes? Is it like? It's genes. It's luck of the draw. Yeah. It's a luck of the draw. Yeah. Completely luck of the draw. I, I think that. Uh, I mean, in regards to, I've always. I always. My my sister had cancer. My dad had cancer. My mother's side of the family has cancer. I know that can, I'm going to get cancer. Like I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm going to get cancer. Yeah. And I think that some people just don't do it. Some people just don't. Yeah. And and some people just do it. And it's the luck of the draw. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just trying to uh, mitigate as much as possible so I don't die at a If you age. were single, do you think you would? But what? This uh, on it. That's a good question. With your body. If I didn't have, you mean if I didn't, if I was the same age would I, and I didn't have a kid and I didn't have a wife? Yeah. I think I like to think that I would try to be I would try to be in the market mm. and to keep my shit shit tight cleaned shit tight yeah. uh, do I think I, I without having uh, my wife who is incre- now she's the past couple of years especially after having covid she's in incredible shape right now yeah. like it's, it's she's like a muscle yeah. she's like a real fucking muscle and she's really especially after having covid and having such a bad time with it She's very, very. She runs because she has real 
breathing problems. Yeah, like yeah. she has not breathing problems, but she has a hard time catching her breath. So she's really done more running to kind of boost her lung capacity because like it fucked her up. Yeah, the like the long haul. So do I think that do I think that I would if I was single? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think that I think I'm lucky that I have interests: making mm-hmm. knives, blacksmithing, sculpture. That occupies my time, mm. you know. To it, it occupies my mind too. I don't think I'd necessarily have a midlife. You know, because I think there's there's unhealthy stress and there, I think there's healthy stress. Yeah, hundred percent. I think creatively, there's really good healthy stress. I, I like having a deadline, and I like being like I'm nervous as shit on about Monday, but it's uh, something I know yeah, how but, to do. But that's because that's be, that's about discipline. Yeah. If you have a degree of discipline, and then you meet the expectations that the discipline requires, you get satisfaction from feeling good about the fact that you have control of your life. Mm. I don't mean to be all woo-woo, but I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me now, and it, probably for me, it has a lot to do with the fact that my father was very disciplined. Mm. And he's really instilled that with me, and it makes me feel like I'm not human garbage. Mm. Did you ever get to a point where you, you surpassed the discipline of your father? Here's the problem. The problem is, is I could never be more talented a pain. The, this, the worst thing about my relationship with my father, and I, we've gone through a lot together, especially now that he's been dead for so many years. I've changed my opinion on him very much. He is still the, my favorite painter of all time. I could never surpass him as a painter mm. the way Andy mm-hmm. B, our friend Andy mm-hmm. B, surpassed his father as a painter. Mm-hmm. He is so, he just has something that's just so, you just can't learn. Mm. And that, to me, that's one of the reasons why I had to get into sculpture, because it's just like, I'm not going to be a fucking painter. I can't be better than my <laughs> yeah, old man. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I'm more disciplined in regards to how I've treated my family and mm. in my, my direction as a, as a father and a husband. But, I mean, as a creative person, I don't think I'd ever be as talented as him. Mm-hmm. He's just a fucking monster. His yeah, paintings but, were wrong. He was just a monster. Yeah, but talent is different than discipline. If he's well, you, you, but you, but you, the, talent. Oh, you're, you, saying, you're saying the creative discipline. discipline. Without the without the discipline, you, all the creativity doesn't fucking right. matter. This is the problem with them. Half these makers listening to this podcast, they think that because they're creative, that's good enough. Without the discipline to to um, to execute. That creativity. You're a perfect example. You're a fucking lone wolf in a goddamn huge, huge. I mean, you're at the top of your game, and you're not working for a company. Right. You're you don't have an agent. You don't have a manager. You're fucking free balling it onto the the biggest and the greatest shows yeah, of all time. Yeah, but it's time. also it's a it's a it's a. But know, there's twenty of us. In yeah, the but world. it's discipline. But you couldn't have done. But you're. But no, you're. you're, right. you're no, it was hard. The, it was hard. It's, fucking work. It, I don't think people realize mm. the fact that the the pressure that's put on you taking mm. photographs from movies, the fucking GI Joe movies, Snake Eyes movies, and and the the Steven Spielberg movies, and the fucking uh, Martin Scorsese. But you don't work for anybody. It's crazy. You're like the ultimate independent contractor working at the highest peak for performance, and that has to do with your discipline. Mm. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, when people email me or something and say, well, how do I get into this business? I'm a photographer, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what's the hardest part? And I'm just like, like the, hard, the hardest part is getting your foot initially in the door and basically holding the door cold open. Cold calling every human you know who works in any type of film thing. Right. And emailing them being like, I'm the shit. Right. But you gotta, fucking, but you gotta, but you can talk. You know, the, but here's the thing: gotta, is my, 
I was lucky. I was really lucky. In fact, people ask me that too. Like, well, how'd you get in the business? It's because of Darren, because right. of Aronofsky. You know, he was like, you're going to be my photographer. I was like, I don't fucking shoot photographs. He's like, no, I saw some of your stuff that you did, you know, on the fountain when we worked in the fountain. And I was like, oh, that was kind of, you know, that's kind of right. free for I wasn't. He's like, no, 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 you're going to be great. And that, w- that takes a special something. Right. For somebody to be like so clearly pushing you toward this creative dis- direction that you never, ever in a million years would have thought you would have gone down. Wow. You know? I mean, your, your, your talents of knife making comes from these sculpture and the art and metal and, and you just combine it in this perfect, perfect thing where my world was literally, I was really good at working with crews because I had worked with lighting crew and everything on the music state and the music tours. Right. So for me to be dumped into a film set, I get along with everybody really quickly. Right. And that's what I had, that I've developed over years and years and years. But it's, there's obviously... The photography came completely by accident. But there's, I mean, there's, you know, there obviously there, you know, I I think that there's a lot of people who believe that certain people are entitled and and I deserve this and I deserve this. The the thing is, is you could, you could say... Darren pushed me in this direction. He gave me the opportunity, and I didn't know. And, I, and you could, it could have done one film, and maybe that's it. Mm. But I mean, you 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 were you were handed this opportunity. I and did. You took you know, it. I, but I did. I did do the one film. I did Wrestler, and then nobody would hire me, so I wound up doing visual effects for like four years. Hmm. That's because right. No I one would hire me, and I, I was like, "Well, how the fuck do I get in this business anymore?" And Darren pushed me into a couple things, and I. I, may, I maybe did a couple little films, but they were tiny and nobody ever saw them. And what was your big break? So I did thing? BFX. Because you did, you did, you did, you did the wrestler. You did Requiem for a Dream. Did you do the photographs for Requiem? No, I didn't for do Requiem. That was because I was still you did the fountain. The fountain. You did. We did the photographs for fountain. No, the uh, the set photographer was Japanese dude who shoots all Cronenberg's films, and we were in Montreal, and he was basically like, "Look, I have twenty cameras on the camera truck. Go grab one, and I'll teach you how to use it." Holy shit. And this is Cronenberg's dude. And I was just like, yeah, you're on there. I was shooting video. I was shooting behind the scenes stuff. And he was super fucking cool and basically said, you know, gave me a couple pointers that to me every single day I, I use those, po- you know, always keep the camera on manual, you know, certain little things that he's right. told me. Do you think, I mean, it seems to me as though you have give, been given an opportunity and you completely took advantage. Not to, when I say take advantage, you've taken advantage, you've, you've taken the ball and run with it for mm. lack. For, I unfortunately have to use that goddamn expression. But you didn't squander away that opportunity at all. No. I mean, that was the other thing is that, you know, to this day, I'll still call Darren and thank him. Right. You know, not a year goes by where I don't call him and talk to him. I mean, we talk, you know, not a lot, but every month and we'll talk for a while. Right. But he's, um, but I, I always make sure to thank him, right? you know, and my friend Maddie, when, right. you know, they both got me into this gig. And for me, it's like, you know, of course, I, I, I know I wouldn't be doing this shit if, right. if it wasn't for them. But they didn't have to push you. No, 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 no. That, this is and the that problem. Was, but here was the other thing. I remember Eric Watson, who was the producer on Pie and Requiem and Fountain, and he's a good friend of mine, and we were in Montreal... <clears throat> and he said, look, you know, we were on a, we were at some little cafe in Montreal and he said, you know, look, there's a, this is Darren's train is moving pretty fast and the doors are open for you. Right. And we're going to put our hands out for you. 
If you want to jump on, go better, for it. But that's hurry. it. Right. All we're going to do is reach out. And they did. And I just jumped on the fucking... But, see, this and I is... remember that moment. And I remember him telling me that. And I definitely... From there, it was still a fuck ton of work. Right. You know, like getting refused for... Uh, I, I got turned down for Bridge of Spies because I didn't have enough experience. I remember emailing the fucking director of, uh, of Wolverine because when Darren said no to it, this other guy, I forget his name, this director, emailed me and Hugh at the same time was like, sorry, you don't have enough, you know, experience, uh, big top experience, you know, like big movie experience. Right. And I was like, fine, fuck you. Right. And I was like, you don't need big time experience. If you're a good photographer and you know how to work on set, you're right. fine. And now you've got, you, you have that, the Yeah, then I did experience. something like Spider-Man and that was, you know, it's one of those things that you're just like, you don't, you know, I, I was constantly fighting. I just lost three jobs because of COVID, like recently. Like I had worked in Boston all winter and then I was up for some Holly Berry science fiction film happening in Boston. And I was, you know, had whole meetings and they're like, we well, can't wait to have you on this. And then they never called. And I lost that job because <clears throat> films right now are paying a premium still for right. COVID testing. Millions. Millions. And so I'm on this fucking line item and a producer sees that and they're like, what the fuck? Really? Let's just, why are we paying for somebody to f come in here and we're putting them up? Well, we could just hire a local person they can drive, whatever. Right. So, yeah, I, I you know, it still happens. I mean, I, this is not the first choice show I'm going to do next, but it's a job and they're going to pay me what I want. Right. You know? I, I, I want to just make the point that, you know, you, a lot of people get opportunities and then they take it and they'll have a little bit of success and then they're just sitting around waiting for the accolades. Mm -hmm. You've always pushed. You always push, yeah. and you also have an incredible amount of discipline to know exactly what to meet the expectations. Incredibly high expectations. You were saying what you take three thousand pictures. You th take three thousand pictures a day and edit them all. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that you have an incredible amount. I think that a lot of people in the maker community really don't take advantage. They focus on their talent and they focus on their creativity, but they do not focus on their discipline. Mm. And I think that that's. I, I just, you know, I, but I, I feel like I'm, you have I'm not understanding the word discipline. Discipline is waking up in the morning saying, this is what I have to do, and I'm going to see it through at the end of the day. I, no, I, I don't know. I think I, 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 think I, uh, I think I don't agree with that. What I, what I think is the hardest fucking thing to do, and this is like my cousin Katie, who's the most beautiful human ever, is an unbelievable painter, <clears throat> but she never knew how to sell her stuff. Right. She's not a salesman. She's a painter, you know, and that was her thing. And she she sold a couple to like airline magazines, things like that, and she was doing really well. And then she just stopped doing it. And That's it, not know, discipline, though. But in order to continue to survive in an artistic type of world, you need to be able to sell your shit. That's not discipline. The discipline comes from having an idea and executing it to the end. If her if her if her goal was to sell the work. Well, first, mm -hmm. that would be a different situation. Right, you're right. But in terms of like, I have this idea to paint this painting. Okay, paint the fucking painting. Right. You know, it, that's the that's where the discipline comes in. This is the reason why I got Tony working for me. Yeah. Or yeah. working with me. He's a partner of the company because right. I don't. I'm not a good at business. I have the discipline to make knives. I have discipline to work hard. But I don't have the understanding in which to make this company better. And I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna find someone who does. I know, but you know what? There's certain things that you do that I, I like. You post on Instagram, you post on Facebook, those kind of things. 
I get fucking nauseous when I have to post fucking but you, stuff. But you don't need it. Yeah. That's where all my business comes from. Right. That's where everything comes from. I don't want to... Do you think I want to sit... If you had to sit at a fucking farmer's market selling your fucking photographs, how would you like that? I, yeah. that, I don't... That's like... My dad used to do that. He used to go to a farmer's market and sell his fucking wine. I fucking hated it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Right. And this is like... This is working. Yeah, so that's yeah, the yeah. only reason. I got you. It's the only reason. And I do... You know, but we're not going to talk about Instagram. But at the same time, I just want you to, you know, I but no, all I'm saying is it's it's a part of our right. maker world right. that usually gets lost in the fucking dust. But the making the make, you know, but your your goal isn't your final goal isn't necessarily just the picture. Your final goal is to give the pic is is to have the the right pictures for the your customer. But that's that's a given. And you're, I think the I, discipline is is to have three thousand right. pictures, and then ten percent of them are going to be good. Right. That's the. They wake up in the morning like I'm going to make it on set on time. I'm going to have the shit. I, you you. Well, I'll tell you one of the things about your discipline. You wear a specific type of pants because you don't want to get a rash. You wear black clothes because you don't want to be in the eyesight. You got the suspenders so your dick doesn't hang out. You got all this. You have the the the, the camera bags and everything's very specific. And I fucking forgot the box for you again. I'll have it. I'll oh, have son it of a bitch. I'll have it. We're gonna you're gonna follow me home. I'm Get but you have all you know exactly what you need and you're always prepared that's where the discipline yeah, comes but that's in. just experience it's discipline it's discipline you're you're no because you learn the hard way right that's experience no but that I, I understand what you're saying i think we're on the same thing but i think that a lot of times people just they just think that things are going to happen I, just I, because you I know, say i know what you're saying okay, i know what you're saying now i know what you're saying go ahead i no, i understand it's the discipline is basically, you know, making sure you're not fucking late. Right. Like, I actually have to clock in. Right. You know, like those things. And there's some people that don't have to. Right. And that's a lot harder. Right. Here's the discipline I had this today. And that's just step one. You know what I'm saying? I had to fast. I had to drink all this shit. I had to do the enemas. I had to eat no vegetables for a while. And the goal was... To do these things so I would have a clean colon for the doctors to stick cameras into. My discipline paid off. I didn't eat the fucking rice and beans before I went there. Yeah, but, That's the but discipline. Your, but your satisfaction comes from discipline. Comes from the, discipline. the fact that the doctor said, yeah, in three years you would have been fucked. No, my di the, the satisfaction comes from you did a good job. We yeah, were able to find it because to you, you we were I able know. to find it because you did the right thing. Right. And, you know, you know and that's the thing is like... I, I find my creative satisfaction first when I'm looking at my images in the morning on the computer or on the camera trucks like that. And I look through and I'm like, holy shit, that's really cool. Yeah. And there's not a day that doesn't go by. Right. When I'm working, every single day, there's one image and I'm like, that's cool. Right on. Like high five to myself. Right. Maybe there's more. But it's one of those things that, you know... It, and if, if I can make somebody happy, like the director from Joker loved my shit. Darren loved my shit. So I would send them images and they're like, that's fucking great. And I would get this really great yeah. back and forth. The last two films I worked on, nobody said jack shit to me. I sent them all the images. I haven't heard a single word. So it's not like I need that to go. It feels great right. when someone says, hey, your knives are amazing. You know, it feels great. But you can't. It's like constructive criticism. You can't take that shit personally. Of course. When they don't say shit. I will tell you, and just to let you know, most knife makers will agree, I would say less than, I would say 5% of the knives that 
I send out five to 10%. I say 10% people reach out and say, Hey man, this came out great. Thanks. Huh. I usually get nothing. Yeah, yeah. Usually, usually always get nothing. Yeah. I'm not expecting it, but I, 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 right. I know what you're feeling. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. And so that's what makes a movie like Joker or Darren's movies so much more special to me because of that, that, uh, that kind of ego boost. You know, you're like, fuck, that feels great. Of you course. Know? When you're just like, I'm, on other films, I don't give a shit how bad. Like I did that HBO show, The Undoing. It was awful. But Nicole was really nice to me. I liked her. And it was a horrible show to work on, but I was happy with the images. Like, I looked at some shit, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And that got me through the day, and the crew was fucking great. Right. So in the end, that's, you know, I'm lucky because I am a Ronin, and I definitely am my own kind of boss, but I definitely work for a film company when I'm hired. Right. And I have to make them happy. So I have to... But you understand what you're, But you understand the expectations. Sure, I do. It took a fucking long time, right. but you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it's just like, I, I, the the thing that I have that a lot of people don't have is I have a crew. I go to work and I have forty people around me, who I can become very good friends with, right? And who are at the top of their game, right? So like Spielberg's crew, more Scorsese's crew, they're all fucking. They know exactly what the fuck they're doing. And you never question them. They never question you. Do, just out of curiosity, like I would imagine for guys like Spielberg and, and Scorsese, do they always keep their same guys just because they know what they're doing and they know what the expectations are? You know, you'd be surprised. They actually don't. Hmm. I, I'm surprised by that. You, yeah, you'd think don't. that they'd want their best guys. That, well, to, Aronofsky does. He keeps the same guys. From Pi. We're all the same fucking crew from Pi. Wow. Because we all kind of, that was our first film we did. Right. And we're all kind of around the same area. So he'll get the band back together. Every time. Every time. And, you know, the gaffer might change, or the grip might change, but not that much. You know, production designer maybe changes. Um, with Marty and Steve, they're, they're the same. They, they hire all, all these new people. Occasionally they'll get the same assistants or the same, you know, obviously the same producers. Right. But the people on the crew, like... Spielberg's doing a movie in L.A. right now, and I, I reached out to him a while ago, and they were like, well, we'd love to have you, but we, we're going to hire a local right. guy here. And it's L.A., so I, I know, it's like going to England. You just right. don't go right. if you're from New York. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I totally admit it. And it's good. It keeps that something fresh, something different looking. You, my images are very, you know, John Wicky kind of thing, right. you know? And maybe he wants a different kind of take. I have a question question. Yeah. a question for you because you don't have an agent, because you, you are in the union. You can have an agent. Still, but I, I, see, have I would think, how do you find out about these jobs? I tried to get an agent, and then, oh, you know, I just I just call... Uh, how do you know when these movies are going to be I call ADs, filmed? and I call PAs, and oh, I call you have friends really, of mine. Oh, really? And, say, and they say what's and up? And the, the people on the smallest rung, like the PAs who get paid shit, know way more than any fucking producer in New York. So you'll talk to a friend of yours who's a PA and say, what's going on? Yep. What's, what's the word on the street? Yeah, and they'll and tell me every fucking film that's coming. And then you'll just start blanket emailing people? Uh, yeah, because I, I know most of these people in the industry. It's not, you know, not hard to reach out. So there's something, you know, and, or I'll, I'll email the film company. Like I know a lot of, it took me years to figure out who these people were. I never talked to them. Because right. in the beginning I was like, I'm my own fucking man. I don't need to talk to anybody. I'm right. my own photographer. And I was just being this little shit, you know, trying to develop his ego. And then it just backfired because no, I didn't know who to call for a job. Right. 
So then I slowly became friends with the heads of the photo departments at each film company, and then you just email them, say like, "What do you got going down the down the line? Let me know." You know. So it's like you're casting out a big net. Yeah, and it, you know, and I have to do that a lot because if a job falls through, and they'll they'll hire you, they'll say, "Oh, you're on this, you're on this," and then you won't hear from them for two weeks, right. and you're not on it. So, so I I can only imagine. So unless you fucking sign paperwork, you don't and have NDAs. It. You even then, like the actor could fucking break their leg tomorrow, and the film gets pushed six months. You know, and how, you do, you're without a job, and you turn down other jobs. How do you how do you manage organizing the films? Because like it, obviously you're on films for a couple of months. How do you kind of like? keep ahead of everything plus just you know getting one job is one thing but like constantly lining things up well you know what you do you know what you do i i do it earlier than most people but i go around to each department each uh film like the electric department grip department makeup and and i talk i say what's going what's what's happening next what are you guys going on to and that's the besides food that's all film people talk about what your next gig is most people do it the last week and they're like so what are you going on to but I'll do it like right off the bat. Oh, like a month in, be like, all right, what do you got for the next? What happens in 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 January? How often does that work? A lot, really. Yeah, because wow. a lot of people, you know, it's like that's how I found out about this Christian Bale thing, and it's like, you know, just like this hair guy who's his hair guy was like, oh, Christian's going to Connecticut you, for something. And I was you're like, going oh, on a cool. Christian Bale thing? Maybe, but it got oh, keeps getting pushed. Right, okay, right. keeps getting pushed. So I, I would just think that that's very. I would be very nervous. Because you've been doing this now no, for a while. But you know what? It's, 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 what I do is I have, I have a, when I throw out my fucking fishing rod in the lake, I'm literally in like the fucking gold lake. Oh, yeah. You got the, oh, right, right. You and the, I have like, honey hole. I have literally like 30 rods going in. What's the, so I'll, I'll say yes to everybody who asks me. And then I'll just narrow it all down. What's the, what's, give me a couple of films that you passed on just because of the timing. Uh, I wanted to work with Chivo for Birdman. Who's Chivo? He's oh, a DP. Birdman, Birdman. I wanted to do Birdman, but I was on Spider-Man. So, um, you know, there's a lot of movies. I, I tried to get on uh, Money Monster with Jodie Foster's movie. That sounded like fun. It was New York, and Maddie was shooting it. Um, I was going to do Birds of Prey back before I, I realized it was garbage, but Maddie was doing that one. Um, was it the, the, the DC? Yeah, the, the whatever her name is. The, I don't know. Fucking Harlequin or whatever. Oh, oh, you mean oh you oh 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 you mean Suicide Squad? No, Birds of Prey. Oh, the, but that was the one with oh okay, that's the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a pretty. And that was right after Joker, so like the head of fucking whatever Warner Brothers was yeah. like, I want you on this, and I was like, okay, yeah, fucking okay. get me on. Give me the give me the paper. And then I you know I lost out because it was all female crew except for Maddie. <laughs> which wow. Is fine, whatever. I don't give a shit. Hmm. But it's one of those things that. That would have been visually very interesting for you. Oh, it would have been great. A, Are you a, kidding as me? As a photographer. It would have been great. Like, even movies that suck, I get great images. You know, right. like, like the courtroom scenes and Undoing, give me a fucking break. We spent a month in a stage-built courtroom. A month. Imagine, like, fucking 25 days in a courtroom just taking photographs. What do you do? So you just get fucking inventive. You shoot through walls. You shoot around shit. You go up to the fucking loft and shoot fucking aerial shots. You shoot fucking grips of the truck. You have a camera, you know? Figure out something fun. Yeah. 
take an artsy shot of a fucking light switch. Who cares? What's like, the long? What's the longest you've been on a film set, on on a stage like that? You were saying in a, in yeah. a courthouse, where you got just totally bananas and you found the perfect shot. I know you said that you were on The Greatest Showman and you were like, yeah. oh, pull your fucking brains out. Yeah, no, that was. You're, I think you're right. I think Showman was one of those moments where I just like. You know, it was a shot of Hugh like tossing his hat up, looking up, and we were shooting at the Marcy Armory, which is this giant fucking uh, space in right in the Hasidic neighborhood in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, and it's massive. And um, I remember you can climb way, way up, and yeah. it's really dangerous. And you're not supposed to, but I did. Fuck it. So I went all the way up, and I looked straight down with a 200 millimeter lens on Hugh as he looked straight up and threw the hat up, and I have this fucking ridiculous image and the wow. cameras weren't there cameras were panning around him right and I was just like I mean nobody gave a shit I did you know right. it's like it was my fun time right. I don't know I, you have to make that shit you have to have fun you have hmm. to and that's my favorite kind of shot is something that the DP didn't think of right and it's not to get the DP's goat or anything it's just to be like yeah I understand your camera angle that looks great and I'll get that shot but I get bored because you're going to do 20 takes, so I want to look around, shoot yeah. through a fucking flame bar. I don't know. It, it, it sounds, I mean, I would think, obviously, working on a film set is the most, you know, you don't really, I, the people who work on a film set don't have a lot of creativity. It sounds to me like you have the most amount of uh, room for invention for the most part, or yeah, ex I'm, exploration. Because me and the script supervisor are the only ones who have, have no boss basically on set and the script supervisor is literally attached to the hip to the director what do they do they're the ones in charge of making sure everything is uh is being shot correctly at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Like, actually, your arm was behind you on that take. It's going to look weird when we cut and your arm's on the other side. So they have to, f for continuity. Continuity, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, their that's brain gotta is be, on a next level. What, that's got to be, like, mind-numbing. They have stopwatches to see how long the takes are so they can match time takes. Oh my God, and they, fuck that. And they handwrite everything. Nobody uses a computer, they all handwrite. Why? It's just, it's faster to look at your notes through pages than it is going through your computer. Right, 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 right. And when you physically write something down, you remember it better than typing. Right, right. So handwriting, so they're all handwriting. They have Dude, huge books with a script and they're just handwriting on the script. Do you ever talk to script supervisors? Yeah, yeah they're, what are they they're like? amazing. They're, Mostly like uh, old cat ladies. <laughs> <laughs> They're mostly. I was expecting like some Kaiser Soze. No, shit. mostly single older women. <laughs> A lot of cats. A lot of cats. <laughs> Really sweet, but they're just they're in their own world, and you don't fucking bother them when you're working, you know, because their their brain is on a. Yeah. I, I so I don't you know, but I I I don't have any you know I. I the best thing is my job, I don't have to talk to a single person for the entire duration of the film. 
I have two phone calls, one phone call with the studio execs and the... Every day? No. Twice a movie. So once at the beginning, we have a big phone call, sit down kind of thing of what they want. You know, they're like, oh, so, you know, we, we think the actor has um, great uh, eyes. So get some, <laughs> you know, as much eye shots. And you're like, okay, yeah, no problem. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, considering you take, I mean, you get the shit that they want. Of and then course. you can kind of like... You just, that's why I shoot 3,000 images a day. They're all fucking different. Right. And they can, you know, I'll trim through the good, fun stuff, and then they can have whatever the fuck they Do want. you ever take the fun stuff and show them to the director? Oh, yeah, all the time. And did, is there anything that comes out of the fun shots that ends up working in the show, or is it not really? The only person who's done that is Spielberg, which is great. Uh, and, and Mike Gracie from Grey Showman. But those kind of come back to bite you in the ass, because... If the crew finds out that they're doing more shots because the still photographer took a fucking pretty, like, artistic shot in the corner of a fucking bathroom, it's going to suck. Why? Because the crew has to do a lot more work. So you're basically like, the, you know, so Stephen was like, oh, that's a great shot. I like that. That's really cool. That's, let me see what you're looking at. And I showed him, and he was like, huh. And the next thing I know, the fucking, all the camera guys are like, okay, we're not wrapped yet. we got to go over here and shoot this beauty shot for half an hour. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they're still getting paid. I know, but after hour 16, who gives a fuck? You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you still have a two-hour drive? Oh, dude. Fuck that. Dude. So anyway, so I, I, I tend to stay away. I'll give shots to the... I'll give shots to the... I'll, what I'll do is I'll upload my selects to an iPad. I give it to the assistant and say, hey, take a look. Director can look at it wherever the fuck he wants. Like, it can be two years from now he can look at it. I don't care. But wow. they're yours. You know, one of those things. And some people... Like Spielberg and Fincher and Aronofsky will literally look at them that day. But most directors don't give a shit. Right. And I don't blame them. I don't have fucking time to like look through images. I don't know. It's like... But some of these directors must be more... Some directors must be more... I mean, obviously, you look at guys like Darren or Quentin, Quentin Tarantino where the film is like a real signature style. The, the, it becomes a signature style of the filmmaker and mm. the director, mm. as opposed to somebody who just does, you know, the, the, the nameless directors who just do these, you know, studio movies. Yeah, yeah. So I would imagine that someone who is like, I, I, I think of Quentin Tarantino so much because like his, his movies are signature. You, you know, yeah, yeah. there's no reason, you know a Quentin Tarantino movie when you see it. Yeah. And same thing with Darren. I would think that they appreciate your... Oh, ability that, to be creative. Yeah, I mean, he's Quentin's had his same set photographer for every movie, and he's fucking awesome. This guy in L.A. Have you met Quentin Tarantino? No, but I, he's Andy you, Cooper is this unbelievable photographer, and I, you know I have a lot of respect for him, and and I have respect for you know I tried to get on Matrix Four, and then I talked to Keanu, and I said try to get me on that, and he was like, yeah, I'll try. And he talked to Lana, and, and he was like, yeah, I'm sorry, Lana's going with her photographer and then I looked at his fucking bio he done every he had done every film with them and he did the fucking shining oh my god yeah I mean he's an old you bird but yeah I was like <laughs> can't give you that shit 83 I was what 10 yeah. <laughs> you're at on set shooting photographs of Jack Nicholson okay fine dude whatever I mean you know so I'm like okay that's fine Lana's got her old dude want some new blood no okay anyway um, you know what I'm gonna switch gears because I, and at some point we got a spiral. I we got, got a stories. spiral, but okay. I, there was something. You know, I was, I was in my kitchen uh, the other day, and I was making dinner, and 
I took out the knife that you got that I got from you from for Shara for her birthday. Right. And it's the eight inch, right? Okay. It is the most beautiful fucking thing. And I thought about it because I was like, God, you know, I got to bring this up. It's it's just, it's a fucking, it's my favorite knife I've ever used in my life. And it's one of those things that it's just, it's the perfect size, perfect weight. And it's the, I don't know. It was one of those things. that, And, and I don't let anybody clean it but me. Wow. So you have I, a lot as of soon as it's As soon as it's. As soon as I'm done cutting, I hand wash it and I, I dry it and I put it back in its shoe. I gotta give you another knife. You you of all my friends, you probably have the most amount of knives. I got a couple big dogs who like pay a lot all the time, which is I love it. But like I love giving you knives, right? I love I love the knives that you I made for you because they're yeah. all very special. One of them, yeah. the special ones where you came up to me a couple years ago and goes, yo, let's do the fucking five lions from Voltron. <laughs> and we did all the handles for the Voltron. And I ended up getting um, the picture of that that you took, ended yeah. up getting in the Michelin Guide, yeah. in this Michelin Guide article. That's but awesome. it was really cool. But I love making knives for you. I got to do something new for you because things have changed. Things have changed since your last night. It's not, I got them not that it's long fine. ago. It's things, amazing. Things change all the time. It's amazing. Things well thank you. And That's I still I still I still need to I still need to post it on my You don't have to my, my Instagram. You don't have to post listen, I you don't need to post anything for me. I'm just happy that you're my friend. No, I know, but I like selling Speaking you, of posting, when am I gonna get those when am I gonna get the clearance uh, for the Andrew Koji pretty fucking soon, pretty soon, pretty soon. Andrew Koji in the Storm Shadow uniform holding my knife oh, with a fucking Jesus, scar in his face. Dude. I need those. Oh god damn. I'm like I got the. What if somebody from fucking Paramount's listening? To they don't listen to this. <laughs> they don't listen to this. Don't worry about that. Don't worry uh, about that. Anyway, I just gotta say that it's you know Voltron knives I've been using for so long now that they're 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 long. Yeah, they're too and long. They're amazing for certain things. Yeah, but you keep forgetting how many small jobs you do when right. you're making dinner. Dude, the eight-inch chef knife is the it's perfect the chef knife. Perfect. For a home cook, there's nothing better than eight-inch chef knife. All those are nine-inch chef knives. Yeah. I got to, I got, listen, I, I got to, I'll take care of you. Yeah. I got something for you. That's, it's just, it's like, it's a mind-blowing yeah. piece of work. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you. I don't, I'm not going, coming on this show to like, ask you I'm, for a knife. I'm not, I wouldn't, I, I'm not, you're my friend. Yeah. You, I, I love giving you knives. Are you okay. kidding me? I remember bringing those knives to you on the set of <clears throat> a cool fucking story. I might have to post this picture. <clears throat> you, when we went to uh, Montreal. You water? Hold it. Just hold it. I don't know what's going on. I haven't. You're foaming at the mouth. Ah, all right. We went to um, Montreal with you for the set of um, uh, Monster. Mother. Mother. And you took us to the set. Uh, the uh, special effects, your buddies, the special effects where Shane works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Adrian and... And, and yeah, you let us... They let us try on the Nightcrawler tail from the <laughs> X-Men movie. And I got a picture of my kid wearing the fucking Nightcrawler oh, tail awesome. from X-Men. And that was such a huge moment. Uh, was I there then? Yeah, you were there. I was there. Yeah, okay. you took us there. When Shane and all the guys yeah, yeah, were there, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, that we got was to cool. see all the behind the scenes of, of film. But that, yeah, that was when my kid was standing there wearing the Nightcrawler tail. I was like, "This is fucking amazing." Yeah, it's totally amazing. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Yeah, they're fucking. They're um, they're unbelievable up there. I think that this would be a good time for us to switch gears into spiral. This is the part of the show where we read. I, we read real weird stories. Those are all empty. Don't worry about that. Don't don't don't. I wouldn't. 
ashen. Open cans of fucking they're they're empty. Don't worry about that. So, this is in downward spiral. We read stories, and I'm going to. I've picked some stories um, deep from my propofol slumber, and you decide you, if you but, like them or not. And you said that there was a. You have a new aggregate. I, I I have a couple of new aggregates for stories. Because it's not just the fucking UK no. Sun. No, it's not the UK Sun. <laughs> but here's the funny thing is, I sent you a message saying I found a new fucking website. Right. Because I had to do the questions for this one. I had to do the questions for three shows. And I found this two websites. I was just like, fucking bang, 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 bang. And I would never release them. You know why? Because makers are now becoming podcasters. Yeah. And makers are the biggest thieves of all time. I am convinced that... The, for us, all you guys who, who Jason Knight was right, makers are takers. So I am not going to release. I'm not going to release any of the websites that I go to for this information because all of a sudden people are going to be starting to use my fucking shit, and I'm, I'm not having it. So for the downward spiral, I found some stories. I will. I'll read some of the headlines off. Obviously, I don't have a million. But of them. you also said you said to me, I found a new place to find these stories, and then you said, but it's not going to be. It's too. It's too much, and then. You said something about... I didn't pick that story. Fish. There was one story that I, I, I couldn't even find it. It was so bizarre. But I, And then I got interested in it. Yeah. Well, that one's going to have to go. But in the meantime, just to kind of... Just to... to just just to The last episode that you were on, we were talking about... Um, yeah, I think whale dick was a big whale one. Whale dick was a big one. Yeah. But the other thing was uh, people going into bathrooms and uh, people thinking it's a bomb threat. So guys were going to listen to the last episode of this for a downward spiral uh, downward it was the downward spiral seeks enlightenment or gets enlightenment and uh, we found this story about this guy who was going to the bathroom and somebody overheard him say I'm gonna blow it up in here and they call the fucking bomb squad well one of the listeners Robert Bozich sent me another one of those uh, stories I just wanted to read that out just to kind of get a little bit of um, continuity Bathroom warning mistaken for a bomb threat at a Home Depot. Report of a bomb threat at Wichita Home Depot store turned out to be more of a warning for other customers in the restroom. Uh, Sedgwick County Communications released a 911 call in which a caller stated that someone may have a bomb at the store. We just had a customer here. Um, made uh, They may have made a bomb threat. He said, uh, somebody told me there's a bomb in there and you need to leave the building. He said it three times. The police went to the Home Depot uh, with a canine uh, at, at K96 and Woodlawn to investigate. Someone there told the staff they overheard the threat in the storeroom bathroom. Police did some investigating and learned the bomb threat came from a man in a bathroom stall warning others about the severity of his need to use the bathroom. And he said, you all need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow it up. God, same fucking thing. <laughs> One witness said he laughed at the remark and took it as a joke. Once police tracked the man down, it became clear that it was all a misunderstanding. I mean, that sounds like a, a scene out of like Airplane or a Leslie Nielsen. People thing. are so stupid. Thank you, uh, Robert, for uh, sending that to my attention. So I, I do love that story. I do love that that vein of story. That is good. So I will read you some. If you want to know about propofol, I have a but about Michael Jackson thing about propofol. But if we think we've done with that, I mean, who cares? It's, they call it milk of amnesia. Yeah, we don't really go into drugs a lot. Yes. Seven things people tried and failed to smuggle, and these are not things that go in your ass. Uh, yeah, I like that. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, as long as there have been restrictions on trade, there have been smugglers, weapons, drugs, currency, even entire military vehicles are regular fare for smuggling rings all around the world. But sometimes, some people try to smuggle more than more unusual objects. Let's take some of the weirdest stuff that people have been caught with smuggling. Number one is 150 tons of fossilized giant clams. Fossilized that. giant clams. Because it's super illegal. Uh, it's rare giant enough clams. that a person try to pass it through customs. The archaeological specimen of 150 tons of them, that's the next level. In April 2021, the Philippine Coast Guard caught p four people trying to smuggle 150 yeah, tons of fossilized that. giant clams known as... And they're, they're like really rare. They're endangered species. Officials estimate the haul was worth approximately $25 million. It's all, to, it's all to be ground up for some Chinese man's oh, yeah, dick. Some dick, dick meds. All right. 200 <laughs> pounds of bologna. Guy tried to smuggle 200 in 200 pounds, pounds of bologna. That's nothing, though. That's like a suitcase. 200 pounds is a lot of bologna. That's a big suitcase. A bologna. A bologna. I mean, bologna oh, isn't yeah, that bo heavy. Yeah, it's not, you're right. Uh, 22 uh, so rolls yeah. of lunch meat, I guess. All right. A 3,000 year old Egyptian sarcophagus. Did you hear about the Hobby Lobby? Go ahead. You know those fucking Christian wackos, yeah. right? They have a stolen Gilgamesh tablet. What? And the government yesterday just uh, requisitioned, it? requisitioned it. <clears throat> Whoa. Isn't that weird? That is super weird. So, Who and is Gilgamesh again? Ah, someone from the Bible. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> We're Buddhists in this place. Yeah. We, got, we got the Dalai Lama on our side. Yeah. No, but it's, it's, I don't know what it, it it's, it's interesting. To, I didn't read about it, but I just saw a hand with a white glove holding this sm small tablet broken all pieces kind of you know big chunk is missing but it's all fucking hand like hand scratched on right. this fucking tablet and hobby lobby owned it or stole it or something it was stolen from some fucking like egyptian they probably bought it we don't know they probably they we don't know it. if they stole it i know but it's Allegedly. one of those things that was just funny seeing like hobby lobby and fucking you know gilgamesh tablet well back to weird things a mm. severed seal's head I wonder how many people actually come in from different countries where they eat like lamb's brains and they're like, oh, this is just dinner. Number five is a human skull. And I have a human skull smuggling story. I have a friend. Hey, I do too. I have a friend who was in a foreign country where there was a place where there were lots of human skulls. Mm. And this friend wrapped it in newspaper, Whoops. wrapped the newspaper in Bondo, and put it in a storage container to be shipped over. Basically a bomb. Well, it was, this was a, quite a long time ago. It went through customs. They had no idea. Yeah. And he cut it open. Crack it open. He cracked it open, and there you go. The skull. Human skull. The, uh, I was on the fountain, and there's this one scene in this kind of Mayan ball, or like a, you know, like a basketball, like, right. uh, what do you call this? Fucking tunnels or something like that. And we had, they had skulls on spikes. Yeah. Like hundreds of them. Right. Right. All resin skulls, but with like hair coming off yeah. and shit. And one of the camera assistants, we were, we finished shooting in there and, and we we're on to this next stage. And one of the camera assistants runs in and goes, Nico, dude, you got to get the fuck over there. They're throwing everything out, including all the heads. And I was like, what? And I jump on my skateboard and we skate back to the, and in there, all the lights, you know, the, the construction guys had left for the day. But basically, in the dark, 
this is before cell phones. We didn't have any flashlights. Right. So we're like literally stumbling over fucking resin skulls, you know, human skulls. Yeah. And we just start fucking stuffing our bags with them because we're like, these are going to be thrown out. They're fucking amazing looking skulls, yeah. you know? And, uh, and so I had like five in my bag and I was like, this is great Christmas gifts. <laughs> so, and so I, but then, but then I was like, how do I get them across the border? What, what country were you in? I was in Canada. I was in Montreal. And I had to smuggle oh, them back yeah. into the country. And, and I remember I had packed them, but I, had do, I was doing 10 other things. So I was packing all this different stuff. It was this fucking snowstorm. And I was like, I just got to get across the border. I got to get across the border. And I get to the fucking border, and I'm like, oh, the fucking heads. They're just in a fucking bag. Oh, my God. And if they go, open the fucking they're thing, gonna they're going to pull up. Literally, like, they're going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to kill you. So the guy, and I realize it right when I pull up to the fucking, Oh, you know, my God. Hey, sir, how are you? Yeah. Talk Do you have good it. Canada? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk about like, it, fucking. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, great. We're kind of movie. And that's the best thing you can say is like, I'm, you know, my friend's working out, you know. Right, hanging out with my friend. He's making a big movie with like, and you start naming names. As soon as Custom starts hearing actors' names, oh. their brain just shuts down. Oh man! Yeah. So that would that would happen a lot. I was like, oh, Hugh Jackman. You know Hugh Jackman? You know Wolverine? Oh, you name dropping across name. the border. Because I knew I had fucking a trunk full of skulls. You d- whatever it takes. And the guy literally was like, okay, carry on. He's like, good, you know, good luck. I was like, holy shit. It was. Well, like I mean, a, you could have proven that they weren't human. I know, but at the Right, they were yeah. so realistic yeah. looking because they had like bits of hair coming yeah, yeah, off yeah, them yeah, and yeah. shit. <gasps> there have been a, a few explainings. To yeah, gave away, gave away. I still have one. Number six is preserved lizard penises. How many? <laughs> I, I mean, you'd imagine that most people wouldn't want anything to do with lizard penises. Oh, shit. This goddamn thing. Clickbait. Clickbait. Fucking clickbait. Um, but it happens that there's actually a burgeoning underground trade network around all things in Asia. Despite attempting no to curb way. illegal trades, lizard penis's smuggling ring remains active. Uh, the Let's two-pronged monitor penis, two-pronged monitor wow. penis, can sell anything between $14 to $40 each. That's a cheap, that's a cheap wiener. Cheap wiener. Cheap wiener. I mean, you, you go to Yankee Stadium, you pay $14 for a hot dog. Yeah. Uh, people aren't buying these things to satisfy some weird reptile craving, although uh, they don't seem to know. Uh, they don't usually don't even know it's a lizard dong. What do they use it for? Underground traders claim that the penises are actually mis- mis- uh, mystical roots from the Himalayas. Oh, Jesus. Superstitious, oh, that's superstitious locals buy them, and they believe owning one brings fortune and wealth. That said, others buy penises to eat them, Mm. As an aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. Nothing penis. to get you in the mood like yeah. some lightly fried lizard penis. Jesus. Fucking everything's about your dick. Oh, the dick's huge, so to speak, as they say. But a whale a, dick. No, <laughs> no fucking whale dick one is the best. 420 pounds of cow brains, and that was it. Again, it doesn't seem like much. People love a, people love a fucking... Uh, you know, the clam thing has got to be... That's a lot. Yeah, it was tons. like Tons. Tons. I don't know what they and do they're like dicks, grind it yeah, up for dicks, grind it up for dicks. But you know, you got to think like those. It's an endangered species, I mean, and they're, they're fossilized, and they're fucking they're enormous. Oh. Fossilized. Yeah, I know, but still, it's like endangered, dead. Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. All right, next next story. See, you like it or you don't like it. Alien abduction stories may come from lucid dreaming. Study hints. Yeah, but that's everybody knows that. 
huge butt plug sparks grenade scare in Germany. That's <laughs> come Speaking on, man. Speaking of butt plug, <laughs> so we need this one. We need this one. You should have used a butt plug when you're at, you put your enema in to hold the water in. Oh, you mean like fill her up and then and cap then just it cap up, it. cap it quick? Yeah, I didn't have the inner fortitude to do that. And I mean, you have must have, have like a four well, or five at least. Well. I don't, but I what? there wasn't a, one for each day of the I week. I could really, I could. Th- there was, I mean, I'm fucking tight. I don't mean to brag, Jesus, but <laughs> I, I was having a hard time. I how do you a, not have hemorrhoids? I'm. F- I, 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 you have a fantastic I sphincter. I, I I eat a lot of fiber. I don't know what to tell you. I'm gonna eat some mucilix pretty soon. Okay. Speaking of. Oh yeah, yeah, butt plugs. Butt plugs. I'm too close um, to the mic when I said that. It might not be have been explosive, but the <laughs> toy still probably devastated something at some point. Uh, you can never be too careful, especially when you believe you've uncovered an explosive device. But this story goes to show that looks can be deceiving. It's a grenade-shaped butt plug. On April 26th, a woman was jogging in the woods in southeast Germany near the town of Sonnen. Sonnen. Suddenly, she noticed something strange that stopped her dead in her tracks. On the ground, by the path, was an old plastic bag. Inside was something that looked just like a hand grenade. Concerned for the safety of herself and others, the woman didn't waste time. She pulled out her mobile phone and called the emergency number. This is an episode of See Something, Say Something. Mm. Her phone call sparked a full-blown bomb defusal operation. The bomb squad from the Bavarian Police Department rushed to the scene as quickly as they could. The bomb defusal experts cleared the area, supposedly not quite sure if anyone had, uh, not quite sure that anyone had to clear out. Then, when they approached the grenade, began defusing it. <laughs> Man, that first dude to like touch it with this something. is what it looks like. Oh, jeez. What? It looks like a candle. That's not a butt it looks plug. Like a candle pin. Good. This is a butt plug. That's massive. Uh, but explosion eminent, except that there wasn't anything to diffuse. But it doesn't look like a grenade that we think of grenades. It looks like a fucking World War II shell. It looked like a World War II shell. Yeah, exactly. Except that there wasn't much to diffuse. Instead of carrying out controlled uh, detonation, we, we assume the bomb squad returned with a hearty chuckle. But it looked like it looked rusted. Yeah. It well, doesn't look let's, like let's get shiny. Into it. Yeah, no, it didn't look like a plastic yeah, thing. No, it, looked it looked like a fucking... It looked like it would rip like if your you're sticking, out. If you're sticking this up your ass... It looks like... Yeah. Oh. More power to you, dude. Ooh. God bless you. God bless you. You you're, you might want to get a colonoscopy because yeah. the oh, remnants... Oh, you're already getting oh, it Oh, dude. You, oh, it's going to clean you out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that thing would be like... I mean, it would be like putting like a... I mean, he would take everything out with it. Dude, it's oh, like, my It's God. like a scene from Seven. Yeah, it's oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, when examining the supposed uh, grenade, the explosive expert discovered it wasn't a grenade. Instead, it was a sex toy, <laughs> a roughly grenade-shaped buck butt plug Oof. of a respectable girth. Yeah, it is. Respectable girth. Fucking German. The other contents of the plastic bag made the nature of the rubber implement much clearer. According to police, the bag also contained an empty tube of lube Two used condoms. She missed those. She missed the condoms and lube. Two used condoms and a USB cable. What the fuck is the USB? Maybe that's the pull pull it out. That's the pull it out. That's the You don't go to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, gosh. How come she missed those parts? I don't know. Uh, But when officers wanted to be absolutely certain that the object was meant to go up a person's keister, so they did a Google search for a grenade-shaped butt plug, and true enough, they found exactly what it was looking for. The search for the internet confirmed the suspicion these are sex toys in the shapes of hand grenades 
and that there was the kind but, of thing that we're dealing with. But here. you know, Germany was a butt plug. German hand grenades are those old like twist the back and it's like a bowling pin. I wouldn't know anything about it. That Come on, like a how many pin. World War II movies have you seen? I know. Oh, you oh, know yeah, they yeah, twist yeah, it yeah. and they throw the throw yeah, the yeah, baton. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks it like look, a bowling yeah, pin. Yeah, yeah. We're it, used to these little fucking small, like apple ones, you know. Like a little pineapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So listen once again. See something, say something. Yeah, know your sex toys and know your grenades. Do stuff. you remember when, after 9-11, when um, <clears throat> see something, say something was a thing in the, sure. in the, in the Subway. subways? Yeah, yeah. And people would, you, you see someone not sitting next to their bag and you say to yourself, am I supposed uh, yeah. to do something now? See something, say something. Okay. That was probably something from the Cold War, too. They probably bought it back. That butt plug? Yeah. No, the fucking uh, see something, say something. Oh, no, that's uh, yeah, loose lips sink ships. Right, same fucking thing. That's and and that butt plug will sink some ships. Oh yeah. And some loose lips. All right. Here's another story. Here's the one right up your alley. <laughs> this is the one that's gonna be great. You're like dying. Woman boiled to death in a tank of molten caramel. Holy shit. There you go. Holy shit. Or wait, what? That's a yes. This poor woman got fucking cooked. Uh, In a horrifying incident, a Russian mother, of course, was boiled to death by molten caramel at a confectionery factory Uh, she worked uh, at. The Sun reports that, uh, what's her face, 36, died earlier this week in a workplace accident where she was boiled alive in a vat of molten caramel. Sounds like real life Willy Wonka. Dude. It sounds just like Willy Wonka. A native of the, da, 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 Russia was working at the so-and-so confectionery factory where colleagues noticed that she was not at her place in the factory. Yes, she was. They searched for her only to find her legs poking out what? of the caramel in the tank. At this point, they realized um, that she was dead and there was nothing to be done for. In an interview with a Russian paper, a worker who found the body said she got boiled alive. This mm. is true. And he said she did not cry, no other noise was heard. Yeah, because you fell into a Russians, vat of caramel. Yeah. This, this is how you do an interview? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for her family. She didn't cry. She died like a real Russian. She died like a, she like a, like a com, comrade. Feet <laughs> up in caramel. Oh, God. Jeez. God That's, bless her. Although the guy who went to get his phone in the in the fake dinosaur and died in his leg. Oh, that's the that's a dumb way too. I don't know which way is worse. I think that she the was caramel working, though, and she the, fell. Ca- the caramel Oh yeah, yeah, workplace incident. I mean this guy was t- trying to take a selfie and dropped his phone in a fake dinosaur and fell into its leg he and got died. Trapped. Burned alive. No, he wasn't burned alive. Oh, from the heat. I'm sure he oh, got cooked. Oh yeah, he got cooked. But like, yeah. Mm. He explains that they found the body, the caramel was removed from a giant bowl and only mm. then was her body taken out. Besides the fact that it was boiling caramel in the bowl, there are moving blades that constantly Holy mix the caramel. Shit. Report from the paper conclude that two versions are being considered now uh, because of the high oh. air temperature working room, the hot, the high air temperature in the working room, Natalia fainted and somehow fell into oh, the bowl. Fuck. And a second version is that she stumbled. However, the case uh, they found her in the bowl was quickly filled with boiling. Can't use that water. caramel. Uh, this is the third worker to die at the factory this year. Jesus. The Labor Commission is investigating the case and will release a report in the next two weeks. Initial reports reveal that management at the so-and-so confectionery factory sought to cover up workplace deaths. Um, they allegedly threatened to fire workers if they revealed anything about the death to the press. Three this year. Jesus. This woman was married with children and leaves behind a 10-year-old. 
He's now staying with his sister. Welcome to Russia. Jesus Christ. Can you fucking imagine? Mm -mm. What is up with these Russians trying to cover up some shit? Well, it's just the way that the way that it works there. Here's some fucking here's some rubles. Just look the other way. I don't think it's here's some rubles. It's we're gonna beat the shit out of oh, you. Oh yeah, we're, true. You know, I think that there's a little bit do more you, like did I tell you about the, the monkey cage? No, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> when I was in Moscow, there was a I was hanging out with some of my sister's friends, and she was living there. And, and the, they were, like, kind of young, scrappy reporter right, kids. Right, And who were all from Russia. And they were telling, and I said, and I was like, well, do you get a lot of crime here? And they're like, no, there's no crime. There's no crime. And I was like, well, what happens? And they're like, well, they take you to the monkey cage, the mob, and they fucking beat you to almost to death, and they say, you now work for us. And this, like, they take them to a cage. Like, if you're stealing something and you're caught, you're going to the monkey cage. Dude. They beat you and they... They beat you and they and basically they enslave you. you. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's from, that's from theft. So they're encouraging you not to do bad things. Yep. So the crime rate there is super... I mean, I, I don't know what it is now, but back then, the crime rate was really low. Because I was like, oh, how, I don't get it. Like, how come there's no, like, pickpockets or all those things? He's like, no, 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 nobody does that here. Because the fucking mob enforces this. The, the, and you know what they call the mob? The crash. Dang. The roof. Dang! <laughs> yeah. You look at pictures of Putin, and who do you see behind him is, like, three dudes. One of the dudes is, like, the fucking mob. Allegedly. Whispering in ears. Whispering Dude. in ears. Let's whisper in ears. Dude, they control. God bless the crash. Yeah. God, God bless, bless the, the crash. crash. God bless the crash. And we love you, crash. So sorry about the <laughs> caramel woman and <laughs> her soft, uh, soft center. Sorry. Oh, well, I mean, sorry. Candy. All right, next, next story. Yes or no? <coughs> How the drug Flocka, the Flocka drug epidemic, nearly drove South Florida to madness. Oh, but is that the alligator one? No, Crocodile. Oh, Crocodile. We talked about Crocodile Dude. years ago. Yeah, that was Do you remember mental. that fucking Crocodile? That was insane. What was that? Was that it was a Russian drug that ate, ate, your, flesh. That ate your flesh. So yeah. these people would have like Or this, they were melting. They were melting in between their arm bones. Yeah. And like, no, you want to hear about Flocka? I think I've heard about Flocka, but Let's I don't do know a little what bit. it is. Just, we'll, we'll do a skim. Just give me a rundown skim. of Flocka. Uh, 2013, it's a stimulant called Flocka and has wreaked havoc. It started in Jupiter, uh, started in Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> that evening, 19-year-old sophomore so-and-so was dining at a family restaurant. The trouble began when uh, this person abruptly walked out of the restaurant. His parents soon found him at his mother's house attempting to drink cooking oil. They then dragged him back to the restaurant, but it wasn't long before he walked out again. The consequences were far more worse this time. After leaving the restaurant at approximately 9 p.m., this person walked three and a half miles towards his father's house to the neighborhood of whatever. At about 10 p.m. before reaching the house, he happened upon the home of a middle-aged couple sitting in their garage. They called 911 over investigations of the commotion in the darkness. He believed that he'd been stabbed, and all he could really tell the operator was there's a girl laying on the ground. He beat her up. I ran over there. I'm bleeding profusely in there at the moment. By the time the police reached the scene, they found um, Stevens and Mishkan stabbed to death and the kid aggressively gnawing at the former's face. What? Drinking a cooking gnawing. oil. Gnawing on his face. After several minutes of struggle. Bit by bit. After several minutes of struggle. Good callback. Thank kid you. Kid by bit. That was the Spanish guy. Mm -hmm. 
After several minutes of struggle with the involved multiple officers, their canines and tasers, authority removed this kid grunting and making animal noises over Steven's now dead body. God, you know, I heard about that. It's like the... But that sounds like Serpent in the Rainbow shit, you know? Like Yeah. Well... But if, if a PCP did this, it had a similar kind of like... Did we talk years ago about there was this type <clears throat> of... There was this type of shit happening in Brazil where they were these people were blowing this dust in people's faces and they were becoming like zombies. That's Serpent and the Rainbow. The, I don't know if it's Serpent the Rainbow, but they, these, these scam artists would blow this dust in the, this dude's face mm. and then they would convince him to unload his entire apartment into their van and unload all their bank accounts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I don't remember the name of the drug, but I think we talked about this. But it was like, you get a whiff of this shit and you are completely compliant. Yeah. Like, give yeah, me all your yeah, money. Yeah. Let's go to the ATM. And then they have video of the guy taking all his money out of the ATM. Yeah, yeah. Or he's cleaning his apartment and moving into the moving truck. And wow. he's there. So, I mean, no one's really... And then all of a sudden he wakes up the next day and he's like, everything's fucking gone. Wow. Uh, but what exactly is Flocka? Like bat salts, other grisly crime-inducing drugs that saw a sharp rise in popularity, Flocka is technically known as alpha... There you go, Vault. Uh... Prilidonepretinoprefetone. Oh, yeah. Prilidonepretinoprefetone. <laughs> alpha, it's called alpha PVP, a type of synthetic cathanoin. Cathanon. Dangerous class of drugs to kick. Uh, blah, 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 blah. To kick what? Is for thousands like of years, people have chewed on shrubs of this <clears> leaf, <throat> or the there. leaf, for their psychoactive effects in the plants native North Africa and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's like cot. It's similar to the cot. Oh, you've, okay. used, you've heard of that stuff? Yeah, cot. cot, sure. You just chew on that shit. And yeah, yeah, and you fucking spit everywhere. You ever yeah. see a, ca a cot house? No, have you? Have you? Did, did no, you ever no, see? No, no, I never, I never I, chewed it, but I never, uh, but there's a great documentary about it, and just like, it shows these dudes, because you just spit it out, right? You're chewing, yeah. you spit it. Yeah. So these guys would just be like at a cot house, and they were basically, it would be like a pile of leaves in the middle, and you had to, and then each person had like a pile of used leaves next to them. Right. And just spit was just like everywhere. Everywhere. I, I was under the impression a lot of like uh, religious people in that area were using it for like, you know, getting themselves all like fevered up about religion. Oh, I don't know about that. I think it's just a, I think it's a, um, I think it's a, it seems like it's like more like a heroin kind of, like lazy kind of, not a stimulant, but a what, a depressant? No, what a, uh, a uh, opioid? Maybe. No. I don't know enough about drugs, to be yeah. honest with you. I'm not we pretending. Know very little I, about we know very little about drugs. Okay, next story. Yes or no? Head nurse caught a head nun caught stealing eight hundred thousand dollars from Catholic elementary school where she worked. No. Feral cats break into body farm and start feasting on human corpses. Yes. <laughs> that was a, that I don't want to talk about nuns. I want to talk about yes. feral cats eating yes. bodies. Yes. We domesticated uh, cats a millennial ago, <clears throat> but their predatory instincts are just still uh, very much ingrained in their DNA. Just ask anyone who owns a cat. It's probably, uh, ba, 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 ba. according like to the science, when research team uh, placed a 40 plus corpses outside a thoroughly document, uh, to thoroughly document their various stages of decomposition. You know, they do that. Yeah. A couple of feral cats snuck in by to munch on the easy prey. Awesome. It was most surprisingly because most feral cats tend to prefer to hunt their meals rather than scavenge. The observation is thus in a integral in better understanding the behavior of feral wild cats. Indeed, forensic, uh, whatchamacallit, asserted that cats are wild, domesticated, will humans as soon as they expire, uh, that will, sorry about that. Arando asserted that cats, or wild, domesticated, 
Will humans as soon as they expire? Yes, your pets will eat you when you die. Perhaps mm, yeah. a bit sooner, uh, sooner than is comfortable. They tend to go for the neck, face, and any exposed area. Mm. If first, if uh, not discovered time, they may proceed to eat the rest of you. Huh. Hey, would you, <clears throat> would you donate your body to a body farm? A corpse farm? You know, I honestly, I just... Yeah, I guess. I mean, if it was if it was necessary, but I would think I think I would donate my body first. I would give it whatever organs need to be right for somebody who's right, actually living. Right, right, right. But then I would I would donate it to like a scientist or a but lab. But your parents or might like that. your family. I don't know why my parents would give a fuck about they'll that. They'll be dead, right? Well, I, yeah, they'll be dead. <laughs> no, sorry, but no, sorry, I'm, sorry you know, my mom wants to get fucking burned in the back, yeah, know, Viking style. Right. My dad doesn't give a shit. I don't. I don't really. One thing I don't want to do is I don't want to be part of a cemetery. No, I feel like that's just a real waste. I feel like that's just a waste of space. It's awful. You know, have you seen these fucking things? You can buy like this pod Mm. that you put the corpse into, and then you can grow a tree out of it. So Hmm. like you're actually the you're decomposing underneath the roots of this tree. That's a good one because the tree is. It's gross. No, it's great. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I just... I, I that was too close to the That's mic. all right. I, I just, you know, I don't really get into... I mean, honestly, my honest opinion, especially after being knocked out with propofol, yeah, when I'm dead, dead I don't even give a fuck. I, I literally today. generally... No, but it's not fuck. you who has to take care of yourself, you fucking idiot. It's your people who love you. I'm... Whatever's easiest. If Hillary wants to just put me in a, you know, pitchfork me onto a fucking decom- decomposition farm, whatever she wants. I don't That's give a fuck. That's kind of dope. Whatever she wants. Drive by. There's dad. Yeah, getting bloated. eaten by a fucking <laughs> by bloated by a cat. Oh, look at those flies. Oh, yeah. dad looking good. Dad's oh. about to pop. Oh, he's about to pop. There's the feral cats. <laughs> Next story, feral pigs eat. We, we always read, talk about we pigs. We read about Not feral pigs. this one. Feral pigs eat and destroy $22,000 worth of cocaine hidden in an Italian forest. That's pretty awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. After uh, last awesome. year's drug-related murder of a 21-year-old Albanian, Italian police Wait, began... Wait, what say again? After last year's drug-related murder of a 21-year-old Albanian, Italian police began probing a gang of suspected drug dealers who decided to hide cocaine in Italy's boar-infested countryside, stashing, uh, hiding the stash of cocaine worth $20,000 in the woods. I don't know That's if not that a doesn't lot. seem... I was about to say, that doesn't seem like a lot. Um, like in the woods might not have been the dumbest idea uh, the suspected gang came up with, but it was certainly the least effective. According to Newsweek, a horde of wild boars ruthlessly destroyed it with utter indifference. Yeah, the, but it's got to be like the size of a brick, you know? Like, if there's... See, I imagined 15 oh, yeah. tons oh, yeah, yeah. of cocaine. You mentioned coked up pigs. Fuck. Like, we gotta I, get but the, I'm talking about like a whole village we gotta of get, like people getting like attacked by cocaine-infused, like hundreds of cocaine-infused boars. We need a crossover of the cocaine-fueled... Italian pigs mm-hmm. with the Japanese irradiated right. pigs from Fukushima we talked yeah. about last episode yeah. and have like a alien versus predator thing. Yeah. Who wins? Who wins? Who wins a fight of between... the fucking cocaine pigs, The cocaine do. pigs. Yeah. Yeah, the cocaine pigs win, don't yeah. you think? Of course. Dude, maybe the... Ro- maybe the ro- I think Does we it have, have the same si- effect on a pig? I think we think that the ra- radiation turns you into the Hulk. No, but these it fucking, makes you lazy and tired. These probably guys are like... Filled with cancer and gassy and like yeah. oh the cocaine pigs we have cocaine time. kids with cocaine kids oh those cocaine kids 
The violent uh, reclamation of Mother Nature. Uh, the animals ripped into the sealed packages of cocaine and proceeded to litter the nearby whereabouts with its powdery contents. $20,000, that's nothing. The drugs originally came from Perugia before being hidden in the Tuscan forest near Montepilliano. You know where Perugia is, right? That's where the chocolate comes from. Goddamn right, bocce's motherfucker. <laughs> Get them bocce. Get them bocce cocaine-fueled pigs. What's, what's my... What is, what is the... Uh, well, my had, fortune. Where's my fortune? They all have fortunes in them. Chopper. Oh, that's a... a, a Chopper. That's a... a, 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 a looking for the cocaine. Those are the uh, the the um, Rochers, right? Hmm? Rochers? No, those are French. I'm talking about bocce's. The bocce's. Yeah. Bocce's have a little hazelnut. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Solid chocolate with right. hazelnut. Yeah. And a little bit of thing on top. Yeah. Rochers are are a big ones. Cookie crumble. Oh yes, style. yes. You know your you know your candy. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I you know your candy. candy. It's the only thing you can eat <laughs> when you're in fucking on a foreign place during COVID is sealed packaged chocolates. The drugs came from Perugia, according to Fox News. The gang uh, been quite prolific before arrest, selling their two kilos a month at between $90 and $120 per gram. Uh, it was a drug-related murder. Ultimately, police. All right, we got enough out Albania. of that. We squeeze enough out of that. We like we like pigs that things happen. Human things happening to I pigs. Just, I love. I love that. The wild ones, though. I don't yeah. want to. I like the I like I don't like the thing the, the the things that humans put on these wild do you pigs, like pigs? but I like it. Do I like pigs? Like do you think they're cute? I think that they're way smarter than we take for granted. Right. Pigs and octopus. I've kind of well, stopped I, I eating octopus. I know octopus. I stopped eating octopus years ago cuz they're like fucking, fucking smart. Yeah. No, they're smarter they're than us. Like smarter than us. Yeah. You know, and we don't I, eat a lot of dolphin look, meat. I don't eat growing up we ate bacon and I ate ribs. I had ribs a couple weeks ago. I don't really eat pork often. Yeah, I'm not a big pork. I, I like I like bacon. Hey, bacon's good. Yeah, it's hard to. But I think I just yeah. go for the salt. If you just put fucking now, if you said, in a frying pan, I'd eat the shit out of that. If too. you said, hey, would you like some Italian cocaine bacon? Holy where the pig was like, shit. you know, where you hear those in the, like in like Spain, these. These empirical hams were raised off of the acorns and the yeah, beautiful yeah. fields with the sea yeah, yeah. coming over and they're eating yeah. the acorns. These and fucking pigs yeah. were fucking high on cocaine yeah. in the forest. There's probably not a lot of fat on them. You fucking want that one. If you get that choice, you get the, ah, the empirical ham infused. or a cocaine-infused fucking ham on, oh, give me the wow. fucking cocaine Can you bacon. Imagine if that transferred? Oh, <sighs> dude. That is like those goddamn people in Chernobyl who are making We're booze making the, out of the, the vodka. vodka. Yeah. If you knew that's the pig that fucking tore into that pe- that bag of fucking cocaine, yeah. let's get yeah. some of him. He's going to be good. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Or that, he probably you know, taste, he might it's taste only like a shit. matter of time before that's the new drug. We're going to like... Cocaine We're going to fucking cocaine pigs up and make some bacon out of cocaine pigs. God, can you imagine bacon sprinkled? I don't even like... I've never... I've done cocaine once. Have you done cocaine? Once. What did I it was like? You fell asleep. Yeah, I don't know. That's the cocaine. opposite effect. <laughs> Maybe that's not cocaine. No, because my friend who I was doing it with wouldn't shut up, and he was talking so much I fell asleep. I'm for cocaine infused wild boar. I'm for hash. I might be for hash. I love hash. What would be the and best? And I smoke it once every five years. What would be the best? See, that's the next stage of edibles. 
it's you're 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 yeah. you're feeding it to an animal to be mm -hmm. used for like ham or whatever. I would whatever. think marijuana plants might do something. What do you think? What do you think of it? Make you know what they do over at Stone Barns? Chickens. They f they feed they <gasps> feed my, the I should start feeding eggs. my chicken weed. The eggs. The eggs will they at Stone Barns they feed the fucking eggs like red peppers chickens. and then the and the yolks are like red. Can't really do that though. It's not good for the chickens. I don't know what else. I don't think it's. I mean. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're Can't doing. Be but the chicken nightshade, um, mosquito. But, but if. You but I love the idea of that. You know, it's like that fucking Mario Batali, like, like I fed this pig truffles for fourteen years. I'm gonna eat its back now. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that was weird. I that was know. creepy. I just that was super dude, creepy. He's the grossest you made him human so I've fat. ever. Yeah, yeah he just so he reminds me of Harkonnen. You know. Oh, he is like Harkonnen. Yes! By the way, did you see? What do you think of the the Dune trailer for the new Dune movie? I'm I'm I could go either way. I'm definitely gonna watch it at home. I'm not gonna go to the theater for that. But I don't. The first Dune is so fucking good that it's like I, I love the first yeah, Dune. Yeah, I so love the first Dune. Yeah. It's so. good. I was such a Lynch huge fan. Fucking hated that movie, but whatever. I love it. I I, I would rather have seen uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. Who's that? What? Tell me. Dude, tell me. Jodorowsky is this fucking mind-blowing Spanish director from the 60s and 70s um, who made a couple just fucking flat-out, unbelievable, like, greatest films ever, just visually. Yeah. And he was supposed to do the movie Dune back then with... Salvador Dali was supposed to oh, be in it. Oh, yes, 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 and yes. And it was illustrated by Moebius. Okay, okay, okay. Dude. There's a documentary, and it's just called Jodorowsky's Dune. It's like an hour and a half. Watch it. It's fucking... So, Dina De, De Laurentiis <clears throat> did it, who is yeah. the, the father of G, Giada De Laurentiis, that yeah. Food Network woman. Right. I loved it. I loved the Dune movie. Yeah, I love Dune, too. I love I, I, I love the Harkonnens. Love the Sting, how good was Sting? So good. It was so good. And, you know, and the thing is, is, like, the problem with this new one is, like, seeing Javier Bardem, yeah, he's a nice guy, but, and, and it's, like, Bautista as fucking, as, uh, what's his name, the, the heavy, you know, the, the, the... I don't know the names. So, but I didn't read the book. They're all, I know, but they're all well-known actors now, and right. it's weird seeing them in these fucking yeah. roles that were... right. Just ironed into place. They were so fucking gotta, well done. It's pretty heavy, heavy. Uh, and it's like star just seeing studded. Chalamet. I mean, nice kid, but he man. looks just like he. I think he looks like a good Paul Atreides. He does. He. I like. I like his physical build better yeah. than what's his name? What's the, his name? Twin Peaks dude. I don't remember, but they got the hair right. That's the only thing I got. They yeah. got. The, they got the hair. What was his name? The guy who was uh, Muad'Dib. Muad'Dib. Yeah. Someone's screaming at the... Someone is screaming <laughs> at the iPhone right now. <laughs> Fucking, how do you not know this, Finn? You don't know anything. I just yelled at you for Jodorowsky. That's fine. All right. We're going to go... We gotta, we're going to... Yes or no? Florida man lodges eight-inch screwdriver inside his rectum oh, and no, loses no. the parts of his buttocks in the process. No. I, okay. I don't want to do pain right man now. Man tries to smuggle pot in his nose and then get... And it got stuck there for 18 years. How does something get stuck for 18 years? He forgot about it. You don't forget about you wanna, it. You want me to read it or no? Or it's is it going to be really? one of those things. It's going to be like $5 worth of weed. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like $5. Yeah, not like $20,000. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like 
you know, $20,000 worth of cocaine up his nose. It was like a bag of weed that fossilized in his nasal cavity, and then they pulled it out 18 years later. No, it's depressing. Two Amish men caught drinking and driving in a horse and buggy with a stereo fl- system, yeah, flea local cops. Yeah, definitely. I, I love, I love it. it. I, I, there's one Amish. group of people, there's one group of people, I have no problem being difficult with and yeah. that is the Amish. I have I have reasons. Did you see, did you see that that it was a Rum Springer? Well, yeah, that's obvious, but yeah. the the I think it was a documentary or it was a it was happening where these guys were going around chopping off the fucking going breaking into people's houses and cutting their fucking locks off. You're, ta- like you're talking about the Hasidic Not Jews. Hasidics. No, 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 it was Amish. Amish have a beard or something like that or like they're so dudes were going in there like yeah, like tying them up and shaving their fucking beard off why? or something. Because it made like, them shamed. We, would they were they Amish too? I think they were. Oh Jesus! All right, but it what? was like it was like hitmen going from house to house shaving beards. Once pulled over, two Amish men abandoned their buggy and made it for the woods. They still haven't come forward to claim their horse. Trumbull County Sheriff Department in Ohio witnessed something right out of a subversive coming of age comedy. Uh, they came upon two Amish men operating a horse and buggy while drinking a 12-pack of Michelob Ultra and blasting music from the stereo in a, at a routine traffic stop. What were they <laughs> Wait, so first they get stopped and they're in a horse and buggy. Yeah. Were they just going too fast? Drinking and driving, I guess. Yeah, can't, I guess. You can't be drinking and driving. Was, so it was swerving? So the horses were swerving? Deputy Eric uh, Hermdorfer. That's, oh, the, that's the deputy. That's yeah, not the course. guy. Uh, encountered the site on September 15th, uh, according to uh, blah, 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 the two men of faith were pulled over just before 1 a.m. When the, when the deputy requested they to stop their buggy, um, the unidentified men leapt off That's and ran awesome. into the woods. Leaving their horse and buggy. The like- horse, meanwhile, continued to trot down the road until the, place, the police yeah. safely stopped it. After the authorities inspected the buggy and found several open bottles of alcohol besides the sound system, the vehicle was towed. The sound system. What were they playing? I want to. I hope. To, I hope like we Van can get Halen? there. Yeah. You think it would be Van Halen? No. It would probably be like like. Um, no, it'd be like Mariah Carey or something. No, like no, that. no, no. If they're drinking and driving, uh, if they're Same blasting, it's probably. I don't think it's something like cool. I think it's something bizarre. It's like, it's got to be like. Um, who's board? the guy who who sing Gangster in Paradise? Um, oh, uh, Coolio? Yeah, Coolio. It's got to be Coolio or something like that. I can't believe I knew that when I said it. Yeah, good man. That. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you for the podcast. <laughs> you saved me. If you don't, if you don't know it, it that's the worst. I just dug my out. own grave, dude. That's like we didn't know the guy from Dune. Yeah. We don't oh, know wait. the guy from Dune. We got to figure out the guy from Dune before because the people are still yelling that we didn't figure out who it was. While the Amish community as a whole doesn't forbid its members from drinking alcohol, many in the sect do. It's unclear which sect these riders were a part of. Um, though their reactionary escape might indicate as much. Then again, drinking and driving isn't just illegal. Uh, it uh, is just as illegal on horseback as on a car. The Amish faith. Um, Wait, you can get you can get stopped if you're drinking. If on a you're horse. drinking on a horse, they're gonna pull you over. Huh. So. Even in I have park. I have we have cowboy friends. My friend Ben Snore is a real cowboy. Yeah. And I know that he has probably had a few beers while he was riding a horse. Yeah. So I'm not saying anything, Ben. I am 100% with you. He's his first and last name, too. Yeah, Ben's, he's on the show. He's great on the show. Jesus. He's awesome. Oh, you do, he makes great hammers. He's a fucking pistol. He's a pistol. Funny, Better funny, be, funny. He's a cowboy. He is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, I'm sure he drink. You know what? If you're drinking, he's not drinking Michelob Ultras. He's drinking <laughs> Coors. 
Coors. He's drinking. And I'm not kidding. What is that called? Isn't it called the Silver Bullet? No, no. that's Coors Light. He's oh. drinking Coors Genuine Original. Is that called whatever? The gold it's bullet? like the gold. It's like whatever it is. I can't find. I tried to find it around here. You can't find it. Is there a it's lot like, of alcohol in it? I think it's real cowboy beer. But is it light? No, fuck no, fuck no. So, no. It's like, so these it's, so it's these like pussies a, were drinking Michelob. These pussies yeah, yeah, were drinking yeah. Michelob Ultra. I know, but they what? They drink once a year, kind of thing. I don't know, man. Maybe it was their rum springer. I, maybe it was. I don't think. I don't think if you. I don't think you're allowed to have. If you do rum spring, I don't know if you're allowed to have the Amish trappings. I think rum springer that what they you do just is go in a car. You're kicked out, right? You get, you're kicked out for like a little bit, and then they're hoping that you it's get like so fucked up that you come like back, that, right? But you're, I don't think you're supposed to be representing the Amish people. So I, I don't think if you're on Rumspringa, you should be driving around Amish. That's bad yeah, PR yeah, yeah. if you're like that is drinking like twisted teas. And yeah, like here they come. Like must, be <laughs> <laughs> must be Rumspringa. Must be Rumspringa. They're playing. Hope they don't hit me with a hammer. Fuck. <laughs> playing, playing. Uh, you Coolio. know, Coolio. <laughs> um, according to the uh, the, uh, it was from the, the Amish faith was. Uh, uh, yeah. Good tables. There you go. So, uh, is that really racist to say? What they make good tables? They make good tables. I have a Fine. table built by Amish, bought it off Steven Spielberg. Really? Yep. And he, he, what did Spielberg, what did you, what was it that you bought from Steven Spielberg? A ridiculously nice teak, uh, picnic table. What did he charge you? Pretty penny. Like uh, over a hundred dollars? Yep. Over a thousand dollars? Nope. Okay. Yeah. You know how much table's worth? How much? 2500 Why did you whisper? But you didn't whisper. You, you like, fucking licked it, but you, like, said it, too. It was like, 2500 This is a fucking picnic table. Who the fuck oh. buys a $2,900? Well, from, from Steven Spielberg. Oh, I bought it for 500 bucks though. Oh, nice! Yeah! It was the end of the movie, and I was like, I want that table. And they were like... And wait, Steven said, here, give me 500 bucks. No, he wasn't him. It was the... Oh, his the fucking, It was the line producer. Oh, okay, okay. So, so I went like, by Steven, I said, I want that table. And he's like, make a note. I'm thinking he's like Steven Spielberg's being like, okay, well, what are you? We're gonna, I'm gonna haggle no, with Steven we Spielberg on the, the fucking table. We were on the post, and he gets these picnic tables put out near the trailer so everybody right. can kind of sit down. But they're fucking nice. They're ridiculous. You know, all teak, and they like open up, and there's things that open, and whatever. And uh, <clears throat> and on the post, I was like, oh, I want one. And they're like, oh, there's, you know, they because they sell them at the end, right? And well, um, who gets the money though? The production, production, company? yeah. Oh, okay. But it's like pennies on the pennies, dollar. Pennies, nothing, yeah. So this time I was like, on West Side Story, I was like, talking with one of the producers, I was like, I want that fucking table. And then I called her and I was like, okay, so where's the table? She's like, oh, I already sold it to the... And I was like, are you fucking kidding oh, me? I was like, I told you I wanted that. And then, oh, so you didn't buy it. So a week later, she's like, uh, he has no room in his apartment for it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's mine. Holy shit, look at that bug bite I just got. Gross. Yeah. I'm going to go with one last, one last story and you can choose. I my I'm gonna the I'm gonna I'm gonna read the read them and then you're gonna decide. There's one that I think is the actually you know what fuck it I'm not giving you a choice. Sound San Francisco sound engineer accidentally dosed with LSD while cleaning a 1960s radio equipment. Why would you give me a choice of that? Uh, you like that or not? No. All right, a woman. All right, fine. I thought you'd like that. Can you imagine <laughs> cleaning something and then getting fucking dosed? Yeah, but fuck. I I saw Hellraiser on acid. All right, all right, all right. Woman living nearly a year with a baby tapeworm suckling on her brain thinking it was a tumor. That's pretty good. Okay, this is the last story. I like just the word suckling. Suckling. Yeah, they really, really were. What should we say? Should we like <clears throat> make it sound like it's like a teat? 
42-year-old New Yorker was nonetheless relieved to hear that she had a tapeworm instead of a malignant brain tumor. When Rachel Palma started to forget words and accidentally dropped coffee mugs on the floor, she knew that there was something terribly wrong. After a doctor's visit and subsequent MRI scan, it appeared she had a brain tumor. At least it was what the doctors thought until brain surgery. The tapeworm... And the tapeworm was discovered slithering around yeah. her brain. According to the Daily Mail, the 42-year-old New Yorker experienced tremors in as early as 2018. Palma visited numerous doctors and were having uh, trouble completing full sentences while losing regular coordination. Wow. It just triggers all these parts of your brain and you start fucking twitching. My episodes uh, were getting more and more bizarre. There were days that I didn't know where I was. Initially, the doctors couldn't help Palma after taking multiple brain scans. Do you imagine the tapeworm, though, just like hits like the memory He's just button moving around. in your brain? Of course, she was misdiagnosed with malignant brain tumor. It wouldn't be until Mount Sinai surgeons finally opened her skull during a three-hour operation, and they discovered the real culprit. Wow. Rather than a marble-sized tumor on her left lobe, the long, flat worm leeching off Palma's brain Normally, such a find is cause for concern, but because the initial diagnosis was a fatal brain tumor, a baby tapeworm warranted cause for celebration. They were like overjoyed. We were like overjoyed. We were like cheering, clapping. We were so happy. And we got in there and it was like, yes, a tapeworm. We are so happy. How did you get a tapeworm in your brain? Um, While some patients have been aggravate, uh, aggravated that a collection of most professional doctors that want to tell a tumor from a tapeworm they were overjoyed in the results dude we're doing a podcast oh god that was a praying, praying mantis, mantis. Um, Paul was <laughs> suffering from a condition known as neurocystic sosis which is actually the leading cause of onset epilepsy the treatment is simple wow. tapeworms are most commonly found in the intestines of animals the most common form of cause of tapeworm infection as humans is a consumption of undercooked meat. Whoops. These slithering little critters, critters can grow to 80 feet and survive as long as 30 years. Fuck the weed in your nose. Jesus Get rid of the tapeworm Christ. in your brain. Christ. Perhaps the most disturbing factor with the tapeworm is it uh, has numerous retractable hooks which allow them to clamp down into tissues and hold on to intestines and organs in their hosts. The parasites have been... Just crazy don't have, to her brain, though. The parasites don't have intestines of their own, so they <coughs> use their exteriors to absorb nutrients and dispose of the waste. Palma still doesn't know exactly how it was infected with the one revolting creature, of course, um, as if she's particularly eager to visit any details soon. I stopped asking questions and started celebrating as soon as uh, I thought gross, but I didn't know what to think. I was relieved that at some point it wasn't cancer. There you go. God, can you imagine just like they don't know pulling how, that thing out? They don't, like, how oh. they, they don't know how they got in there, but fucking. God, it's got to be imagine? really rare. Jesus Christ. Fuck. That's God crazy. Goddamn. God bless her, man. Yeah. It all worked out. Well, that was fun. Yeah. I have, before we go, <coughs> I just want to say, I want to yell at the Why listeners. are you going to yell? Should I put the mic closed? No, 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 close. Don't, that's fine. Don't wait until something's wrong. Fucking take care of yourself. You know what you're supposed to do. Oh, I see. What that expression, a fucking app, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's not just an apple. You're supposed to do the right thing. So just go get yourself, get yourself 
Are you being high and mighty because you got a club? I'm terrified because I'm terrified of what. I went to the eye doctor. They thought I had fucking glaucoma. I have these guiding polyps. I'm getting tested to see what the fuck's over them. I got to go to urologist. I got to go to cardiologist. I'm waiting. This is like the nine signals of, of hell because I know more is coming. And I'm telling you people, especially the ones who say, oh, fader's old, it's getting colonoscopy. You guys are playing games and I'm not laughing. But maybe they, maybe people, maybe people don't give a shit. Maybe people don't give a shit. Give a shit. But maybe you worry too much. Maybe I worry too much. You know what? I, I'm in a scolding mood. Maybe because I'm, I'm very yeah, but parched. Maybe you're sounding preachy. I'm very preachy. I apologize. Yeah. Because you're listeners. I, don't DM me and ask me how I am. <clears throat> don't do it. DM him to ask him how don't he's doing. D- don't listen. Don't DM Nico. DM Nico and ask him how he is. Yeah, through me. Got so what? So what's next? Nothing. You're on a, going. I'm on working. A, I'm going back. To, I'm going to go back and make dinner and sand. No, but you got a movie coming up. Yeah. And then how long? When do you think we'll have you back? I don't know. You want to come back? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You're 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 a fan favorite. Well, I like the setup. No, the setup's good. Setup's good. You know, it's nice. I like it. And uh, we'll do it. We'll do it again. All right, guys. Listen, thank you very much. And uh, look, we'll see you next you gotta week. Say, you, wait, you got to say here. There's a mosquito right over your head. You got to say shit like um, big ups to Axe Wax and oh, right, AK right, Interactive. Right, right, right. right? Yes, thank you. That's what you do. Thank you. Wait, guys. What's, what's up there, fucking milk of amnesia? <laughs> milk of amnesia. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I've been on a propofol for Dude, Christ's sake. You were sake. dead this morning. I was dead this morning. Yeah. Guys. Go get yourself some Axe Wax. Axewax.us. Do you, have, promo do you code. have any? Can we see it? Yeah, we'll see it. I'll show okay. it to you when we're done. Axewax.us, promo code FULLBLAST10, and then AK Interactive. Get your website fixed, or have them make a website, or have them help you with your website, or have them consult with your signs or with your graphic design. Maybe you don't like your logo. AKInteractive.com slash FULLBLAST. Yeah, that's cool about logo stuff. Yeah, especially some of you guys, you know, you get a sharpie and a pen, a sharpie and a paper, and cutting it. Yeah. You gotta like yeah. gotta get some shit done. Yeah. I mean, put the acid tab down and think straight. AK interact. That's it. All right, guys. <laughs> if it's Friday, the podcast will be up. We'll see you later. Thank you very much, Nico. You're the best. Bye. The Full Blast Podcast is proudly sponsored by Axe Wax, an all-natural, food-safe wax for coating your handles. It can be used on your axes your knives, or even on your boots, with the full confidence that Axe Wax is safe and durable. Furthermore, if you use the promo code FULLBLAST10, you will get a special 10% discount on your order. So go to axewax.us and get yourself some of the most luxurious wax for waxing your axe. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.